0: Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. This is episode number five, Dojo Storm. We headed out to Mass BJJ in Arlington, Massachusetts. This is a fantastic facility. Um, it's part physical therapy facility and uh, part this big, wide, spacious Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Uh, place is run by Mike Pellegrino. Mike came up through the ranks with Jay, Um, they know each other really well, and those of you who have been listening to the podcast have heard Jay talk about Mike a couple of times in the past, so um, Mike has a chance to, to sort of straighten things out in this particular episode. If you have questions or comments, as always, just get in touch with us at greatnortheastbjj.com. If you're interested in hosting one of these podcasts or if you want us to come out and do a dojo storm at your academy, same place, greatnortheastbjj.com. Welcome to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. Uh, today's sponsors are, as always, Tortuga Soap Company, owned by uh, the funny-looking little guy. Yay, Tortuga. Uh, handcrafted Viva. natural soap Yay, made Yay. for grapplers <laughs> and everybody else. It's a wide Sorry. variety of fantastic soaps. I'm not even going to bother with naming these anymore because you guys just make Teetri. fun of them. Tea Tree. Tea Tree's Teetri. coffee. Teetri. Yes. Lavender me. mint, lavender, lavender uh, mint, lemon Go poppy to. seed, goats I, milk,
1: goats milk. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like goats, bro. Jay I, milk some <laughs> with my mouth. I want a
0: <laughs> I got the uh, lemon poppy. That's good. And, right? uh, and popped it in the uh, shower, which is great. It's good for almost everything.
1: Modeled after a muffin.
0: <laughs> But the poppy seeds can be a bitch, George. Yeah,
1: well, you know what? It's good for your skin. It's, it's good exfoliating. They get
2: stuck.
0: I don't know, man. So I'll put a warning be, label I'm on it be, next time. I'm going to be stepping wide from the, the lemon poppy seed in the future, <laughs> if it's okay with you, brother. All right? Stay away
3: from the coffee then, too. Yeah, and the lavender
4: mm. buds. <laughs> it's this type of a podcast, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Sounds oh, like yeah. you should
0: be boning up on the tea tree anyway, Oh, there, right? okay, <laughs> so, crash kimonos. Independent Geek Company, limited releases, no boring, mass-produces, what he always writes. Uh, bottom line is, the big woo coming along. I, I did my due diligence and rewatched Joe vs. Volcano, so I would understand yes. your jokes. Anybody who's interested in this particular geek will want to rewatch that particular movie because I had no idea the connection there. Yeah, pretty sweet, right? Yeah. Did you like the movie? I liked the movie. It was a little fucked up. I remember it better when it was in the. I'm old, so in the theaters when I saw it. Right, it wasn't as
3: stupid though. You were like, "Wow, this is actually an interesting movie." It's kind of like carries that. Yeah, I wonder. Office space uh, theme a little bit, but wait, like in a different yeah. way. It's when Tom Hanks was awesome. I when was Tom
1: Hanks. I just awesome. didn't
0: know why Meg Ryan played like four roles, but whatever. This these things happen. It's like Mel Brooks. All right.
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, other yeah, just one thing on on Crash Kimonos. Uh, I'll have a. I'll be competing in a special edition. Crash kimonos out at the Pan Ams Me in March too. as well.
0: Yeah. Really? You are? He's going to have the master. Mas- Mas- JJ. Does have
4: a crash kimono? Yeah, man. We'll I, get... That's what I use for uh, my academy gear. Fantastic,
0: yeah. man. That's beautiful. I had no idea. Yep. you guys good? Man, I've
4: been using uh, Crash for a year, maybe? Yep. Man, I think I've kept him in business. Every time I get a <laughs> right. big order, like 50 gees at a time. He's like, buy more. I'm like, dude, I got no room to put them. <laughs> right. I, I get,
0: I all my money in Crash Gives.
4: Dude, I seriously just ordered 30 from them like a right. week ago. Do you, res- just, do, you, do you resell them out of the academy? No, that's what I, for a trial, you get a uh, geek with the trial. Oh, oh, I see. That's what I use for like new students and stuff. And uh, it's funny because he gets so mad at me. Because, like, I'll tell him I want a gi, like, on Tuesday. I'll be like, dude, I need 30 geese And then, like, a week later, I'll be like, dude, uh, where are the geese at? <laughs>
1: <And> he's like, <laughs> wait, wait we, got, we,
4: we got an inside joke. He, every time I ask him,
1: he says two weeks. Oh, yeah. So even if it's, like, coming tomorrow, he's like, two weeks. That's another uh, great Tom Hanks movie. Money Pit. All right. Yeah, the Money two Pit. Let's great. hold on a second. Two seconds.
0: weeks. So we're, out, we're a little out of order. Let me do some, uh, let me catch everybody up. We're talking to Mike... Pellegrino mm-hmm. from Mass BJJ is our uh, esteemed guest today. You're my guest.
3: He's our guest anyway.
0: Those wait, well, this is another Dojo Storm podcast. Some of these guys came along and uh, did hard rolls, and uh,
1: I got smoked. Me too. It
0: was good. <laughs> it was fun to watch. You guys were uh, you were, were on fire a little of it towards the end.
3: It's inspiration for
0: me to drop to a lower weight class. <laughs> 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 Go back to white belt. So yeah, that was so. This uh, like I said, uh, uh, Mike. Pellegrino, Mike, and Jay. Well, look this way. If you've listened to the first couple of podcasts, you probably already know who Mike is. I'm not sure if Mike's listened to the no. first couple of podcasts.
4: I, I heard about uh, Jay talking shit,
2: but
3: I don't know no. exactly okay, what Not nearly as much as I want to. <laughs> well, we heard that
0: you got your black
3: belt after Jay. <laughs> yeah, about 20 minutes after.
4: <laughs> it's a busy, uh, it was a busy day on the mat. There's a lot of chaos. Hey, so, you know, I can don't... imagine... Uh, just One day if we don't, don't insult your superiors. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait, I think I got my second strike before you, so you got to respect uh, the belt. Is that really true? Probably. If you were further down the line? Like up no, in the line? first, yeah. <laughs> you get got your second
0: strike before Jay. Second strike before, before Jay. Mike, right? this is uh, a... Uh, e-
3: same time, it's like the Tour de France. If you finish in the same group, you get <laughs> the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah so. we got
4: all our belts together. Is that what you were
1: saying? You got them yeah. all, all? I remember from we
3: got our blue belt in the red room. In the, the old red room. We were talking about the red room a few podcasts ago. I remember. I was that. like, no windows in here, only one door. Yeah. They don't want you to see what's going on uh-huh. in there. And that's
4: when we we had to show technique off of the sheet. Remember?
3: Right. It was like, okay. It was like a test. We had,
4: Who's teaching that? Roberto. Roberto yeah. Yeah. It was me, you, and uh, Matt Grassy. Yeah.
3: Remember that kid? He's definitely not listening to this today. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Whatever happened to Matt Grass? Where are you, Matt? Where are you? Yeah, he was old school. I I told you the story. Like, when we had the downtown location, guy comes into the academy and sits down, and he's watching. And I'm like, I'm teaching. I'm like, I recognize that guy. I don't know from where. I don't know anything. But I start talking to him. He's like, oh, I used to do some training. And I'm like, we're talking for 10 minutes. And Uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, it's Brett. I remember that. Remember Brent the Purple Belt? He went to Brazil with Kenny and Keith and came back and got his Purple Belt. And he was like, bad man with butterfly guard and a bunch of other shit. Mm. You don't remember him? Oh, uh, Look through memory. the pictures. You'll find him. All right. My memories. And it was true. like, holy shit. I could, like, came could, back, it was just crazy, yeah. What was he doing up there? Uh, I think he was vacationing in Portsmouth. Yeah. It's a nice vacation spot. That's mm. right. Almost near It's a vacation nice spot man. for jujitsu. <laughs> it, it is. is so- soap. That's right. And, and geese. Uh, you want <laughs> to <quick, you> <laughs> real quick? Anything uh, you need. Real quick, talk about Mass BJJ and when you yep. opened and where you are. Yeah, for
4: sure, dude. So we're in Arlington. So there's two Mass BJJs acting in Arlington. And uh, I'm a part of the Arlington gym more than I'm a part of the acting gym. I still do um, stuff for the whole name of Mass BJJ. But hey, your sister schools, right? Per- yep. Predominantly, uh, yep. this is where all of my training is, my teaching. We've been here for about four years We'll be four years in March, so if you guys are free, we're having a big sem- uh, seminar. That's oh, March. March 5th, yeah, we'll be there two there weeks be sure. before the uh, Pan Am, so. you already have a date for that one? Like? March 5th, 11 um, o'clock, 11 a.m. No, no, no date. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we've been here for four years, and we just moved about seven months ago to a big space. So It's an awesome also, space, man. You love it? I love it, so I love it. this got was showers. my vision when I opened. It's the, the way that I got in a position to open up a, an academy or a school is like crazy. My whole vision was to have one half of it for physical therapy, because I'm a physical therapist, and then one half of it for the mat, for the jujitsu. And
3: amazing. You guys can't see it, but the, the space is split, like, perfectly. There's a ton of big, open mat space, yeah. and he's got uh, really, like, world-class equipment over there for physical therapy. Like, I'm going to hit you up as soon as we're done with this podcast. Seriously. Really?
4: Me too. I'm banged up too, man. I had a PT friend of mine come in before, and he... Gave me a treatment on my knee. My knee's been junk for the last couple of months,
3: actually, couple months, of years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've just ignored it, and like, it's getting to the point where I can't ignore it anymore. You know what my dream is? Yeah. Is at my academy to have it so that someone cleans the mats all the time for me. Oh, that's what so we you don't pretty have to much do have anymore.
1: live that dream right See, now, don't you? Is, hey, <laughs> that dream you, is you were there alive.
0: Thur- I, I, I cleaned <laughs> the mats on Thursday. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I was. For stoked. those who, uh, obviously, this is an audio podcast. One of Mike's students is dutifully cleaning the mats beautifully right now, doing a fantastic job. She is a
4: rising star in jiu-jitsu. Are also. you just saying that because nope. she cleans the mats for you? No, no. She's six months in, and she competed. At I've heard in-house. that before. Fantastic. And, um, she won by one match by submission. So nice. nice. Reverse triangle armbar. What? Ah. Yeah. Nice. Just, just pick a complicated Nasty. technique as a weight belt. So. Whichever one you want. Just yeah. As
3: long as it works. Berimolo you got two guys going. going two people so going at once
1: washing the mats. You
3: know it. But
0: Mike, you had a story. Mike, you better so. watch the
3: mats even when they're clean. <laughs> they're not clean. It's in, it's in your DNA, bro. Whoa, whoa! I think it's not video. <laughs> <watching that.
0: Yes. laughs> so, but you have a story going. Yeah. So, yeah. you decided you were going to do this. You said yeah. you ha- you wanted half of it to be. Yep.
4: So,
3: should I tell you the story? But I, yeah, yeah hell yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. I don't think I've ever told you this.
3: <clears throat> uh, we talked. To, well, I'll just say we talked about it once in May. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh. I don't know if your we story's going to we sound
0: the same, like <laughs> Jay has a different way of bro. listening to things. Listen,
1: listen, listen! <laughs> it was a great, that was a great trip. That was a great trip. <laughs> was that the Acadia? Yeah, yeah oh, Acadia. Man, that was fun. Actually, man.
0: I was on the Acadia trip yeah. too. That was a great trip. Pretty interesting story. Me and too.
4: Jay were drinking till like three in the morning. Uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just the me AM and him things. on a picnic.
1: Were you there? I, I was there. She recorded it on her phone. No, it was on your phone. Today we
0: have. But, uh, this is, that's Amanda talking. Amanda is also from oh, the Tortuga right. Soup thing. Oh, no. and, soup? Uh, yeah, Yeah, soup, soup. You guys
3: need to make soup.
0: Yeah. Amanda
1: makes great soup. I do. She does. Yeah, yeah. But Amanda
0: is a, a fantastic no bluebell as well. No soap so. in the soup. That's so you were up soup. in Acadia.
4: Yeah. No, actually, so let's go back to how I opened a gym. I'm yeah. in Philly. I'm in grad school for, for, at uh, Drexel for physical therapy, and I get a phone call from Pags. Pags calls me. He's like, yo, Pell, let's open up a gym. This was in like two thousand and nine. I'd never thought about running a gym before that in right. my life. I was like, were you black belt at the time? Brown, brown. No, I was black belt at the time. Yeah. I was just, cause I
3: grew Cause you went down to Philly as a black belt.
4: When I started PT school, I got my black belt 2007. So this is like 2009. I was training at Jared's in Philly. I was teaching there one night a week. Wilson Hayes was there. Nice. It was awesome. Jared Weiner? Warners? Yep. 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 Good friend of mine. He's an uh, awesome dude. You're a legend down there. Am I? You really are. Right. But we'll get back to that. Tell him I said thank yeah. you for that. Oh. <laughs> anyway so he calls me he's like dude let's open up a gym and I was like never thought about it before but sure let's do it so I come back to Boston after I graduate and it's kind of a bunch of different people that want to get involved and in open a gym it's Pags it's Chris Owens it's Randy and it's me so it's going to be us four opening up a, a school and I was going to work as a physical therapist and I was going to teach maybe twice a week and Pags would teach twice a week and Randy would teach twice a week and all this stuff would happen and uh just kinda of got complicated and none of those guys were interested. Yeah. <laughs> they changed their minds. Tags <laughs> went to Cali, those other dudes had they were going through different stuff. So I was like on my own, he got my hopes up, running the gym. We were looking at Quincy, in. we were looking around in Milton, just looking at these random places. And I used to come to Arlington because Nate used to live here. Remember? Yeah. We used to watch the UFCs. Right. Put on his helmet. Re- on the helmet, the, helmet bike it the motorcycle, motorcycle helmet. Dude, like <laughs> we would literally fight
3: <laughs> in, in his kitchen and living yeah, room. Yeah, during
4: Pride back when like uh, Bob Show Sapp would fight Nogueira. Uh, oh, yeah. dude, it was. I would leave with, like, a bloody lip. Oh, I would have oh, yeah. to see that. It we wake up no in the morning, the clothes would be ripped.
3: Oh, like, uh, we'd have bruises and blood burns. Was Nate
4: involved in these oh, fights? Nets. Oh, yeah. He, he was, was like, like Nate's, Nate, I used to, He was like going to say what I used to do. The think, librarian? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. librarian. So then I called Nate. I was like, Nate, so open a gym in Arlington. And he's like,
1: all right. Did he already have the acting one? yeah.
4: But he was, he 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 splits it with, you know, Pat Barbarian. I was like, Nate could he knows how to run a gym and he's a good teacher he's definitely uh one of the most technical guys that i've ever met in the sport and oh, yeah i was like it would be a great partnership and we just looked at a space and we ended up getting a space one thing led to another we started to grow and then i started to want to combine the physical therapy in the school and that's where we are now
0: that space oh, nice. you were talking about it was in actor
3: no arlington arlington
4: yeah we moved maybe a mile and a half down the road small right. gym right
3: Acton is still there. It's actually one of the bigger BJJ schools you're going to find in the North East. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been running since man since I can remember since we're in purple belts maybe. Yeah. Yep. I. It's
4: kind of like interesting because I when I was a purple belt. Remember we I so I started jitsu when I was 18. So it was young. I started when I was a freshman, uh, and then at BU right at BU. Yep. And I got uh, black belt when I was 26. So I was pretty young, you know. I was in college. It was kind of like. How'd you get My, started man. in
1: jiu-jitsu, man? Why'd you start? Yeah, dude,
4: this is another pretty cool story. I played sports. Actually, Jay went to St. John's Prep, yep. I went to Zavarians. So it was like a
2: rival. rival school, but you
4: know, like those types of schools, it's all like you know, sports,
1: athletics. It's you like have you're to play balls,
4: sports, right? And it's important. And when I graduated and I came to BU, I like didn't have anything, so I was just like working out in the gym and I like pick up basketball. But I got bored of that. And this kid, this stoner, I'm not even really friends with him. He's like, yo. Uh, let's go to a jujitsu class. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what jiu-jitsu is.
5: Like, maybe, I don't want a karate chop. Yeah, maybe it's I had seen
4: the UFC, but I wasn't really into it. And I walk into the BU club... And I see a bunch of dudes wrestling in, like, valetudo shorts. Oh. Really? And I'm like, <laughs> you yeah. were into Did it then, weren't you? I, I, know, I sold you. I know one of those guys. I'm like, so this so is funny. my thing.
0: Wait <laughs> 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 I've been searching for you <laughs> yeah. my <Awesome>. whole life. <laughs> 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 They're on my like old wagon. Does Mike have a similar affliction, Jay? Uh, no, Mike usually keeps his... he's much better now. I don't know what you, are you guys are talking You are
3: a lot better now. You are, dude. You are. Dude, I've seen the light. Good. I've actually good
4: since, <laughs> since we were students. I've recognized what type of a student that I don't want. <laughs> and me as a student, <laughs> you, don't I I 15,
1: 18, you don't want that guy. You don't want that guy. Twenty, I right? Would, like
4: I don't know how
3: Roberto controlled us to be honest. Without like, Roberto, dude,
4: it would letting been. us be individuals. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to touch as many people as we've wow. been able to touch. So, in he, a good way. In a good, yeah. Let's and clarify that. Yeah, in a, yeah. We haven't physically touched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think everybody knows. Who Appropriately, yeah. keep on yeah. plow, plowing forward. Um, yeah. Where was I? Well, you're talking about being at That's BU, a and then, oh, oh, and so then you I left face off face on so shorts, So we're walking man. in his Valetudo
4: shorts, and like <laughs> I just did not know what the hell was going on, and I didn't want to stay. I was like, dude, I'm cool, man. <laughs> I'm not interested in doing this thing. I was like, just stay one class with me so I'm not by myself, and I did, and I learned a technique, and there was a couple things that we did that day. One of them was the guillotine choke, and, and then at the end, this small dude was like, hey, you want to roll? I was like, what do you mean? Like, whoa. It's like, you know, just, like, try to, like, beat me. I was like, what can I do? And he was like, whatever you want. Like, you can punch me. You can kick me. I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not going to hit me back? And he's like, no. (laughs) And so, like, I thought I could beat him up. He was much smaller than I, and he just destroyed me. Wow. And then I was like, who's that guy, dude? Little Japanese dude, BU. I don't remember what his name was. I hadn't seen him in a long time time since then, because well, I
0: left BU to go to Roberto. While you're at yeah. BU, so so who was running the club at BU? Is that actually... It wasn't a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu club.
4: No, it was. Pat it was. Barbieri was teaching oh, that, oh, was. a little okay, bit. Right. There was another guy um, running, he was a blue belt, teaching huge... Tra- Long story short, but he yep. wasn't training at Roberto's anymore, right. he was he was
0: running it there. And, but you know, it was... So this
4: club has there, lineage right? through, oh, yeah. through Roberto oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you. Yeah, yep, gotcha. yep, yep. This was kind of
3: like a... I don't know what offspring. What I An offspring. Just
4: like, like a... a Get jujitsu exposed to college yeah, students right. for free. I wasn't paying anything because right. it was just like club. It's By the way, this belt? is why this is Ma'am? why
3: we. we it was oh no G. no, uh, we, we were, he was a white belt. Like,
4: Pat oh Pat was, yeah. He, well, it was no
3: gee. Right, he might have right. been a
4: brown belt. I yeah. think he was a brown belt because this was in '99. He was a brown belt when
3: we found Roberto. Yeah,
4: this was '99. Sure. That's when I started. And um, anyway, so I learned the guillotine, and then we leave, and the guy beats me up, puts me in a pretzel. I'm like, You got lucky, let's do it again. He beats me up faster. Like you got lucky a third, let's go for a third and final and he just destroyed me and I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> so then I go back to the dorm, and I was on a dorm full of like alpha males. Like you're from Chicago. Chicago's not tough. You're from Wisconsin. You're right. from. South <laughs> a lot of people got guillotine right? that night, right? <laughs> so that's what we did, right? Because what do you do as an 18 year old kid to determine who the toughest one on the floor is? You Wrestle. Plus, right? Everything uh, you
3: learn, you want to test it, whether it's in a book or whether it's on right. the this mat. Just after one, one class, right? one class. Nice. One,
4: listen, this is this is unbelievable. One class. So I go back to the dorm, and we do like our our like evening wrestle off. Right, and just everybody like okay, you're gonna go against him, and then you're gonna go against him. It was just a bunch of dudes in somebody's dorm room just wrestling to see who the toughest was toughest one was. And when I started doing this, like I was in the middle, right? I wasn't the toughest, I wasn't the weakest, I was just like blended in the middle. After one jujitsu <laughs> class, dude, I guillotined every <laughs> single person. <laughs> it was the most floor champion, right. dude. It was the most empowering thing ever because I went from like middle. To like the king. That's awesome. Well, they were yeah. probably, they're all well, probably so trying awesome, to double you anyway, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. You're guilty, right guilty, oh, guilty. Oh, and then I was yeah. It was easy. And then I just <laughs> never stopped. Oh, like 17 years and I just have not stopped. It just all went back and I went back. And then there was this dude named Icaro who trained at Roberto's who went to BU. And he's like, if you're serious about this, you should go to this school in Watertown. And
0: that's what led me there. And So you, would you make the trip to Watertown how many times a week? So here so All I, five I went of it. I went to BU, right? Yep. At Boston University. It's
4: expensive. You can't really get around right to Watertown. So I begged my parents to have a car. And they're like, "No." Cuz it was like $500 like a month to right, park it. To, uh, or something yeah, stupid yeah, right, like right, that. Right. I'm like, "I'll will pay my money to just have a car just so that I could drive to Watertown." Was that the Sabre? No, no, this was that this was the cutlass. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling <laughs> <deal of> cutlass <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I have a feeling
0: this is a, this is a series here. This is going to be the first episode <laughs> right. of uh, of the Dota Storm for uh, MassMutual. <laughs> we yeah. have to come back and do this again. But go ahead. Come anytime don't you don't want. rush. Don't rush. Yeah. Keep going. These are great stories.
4: One thing led to another, like I said, and then I found Roberto, and that was like unbelievable because when I walked in, and there's so many stories going into Roberto's. Like, all oh, right, I had no idea what was going on and I came from like three months of no gi and I had to put the gi on and I just got tied up in a knot, choked every which way and then, do you remember Doug Kalenda? Sure. This scared me for my life. I'm in the changing room and this dude is just like the Hulk. He's like shredded, ripped, jacked and pats in there. These dudes are just complete savages and we're doing guard passing drills and doug's got two young kids that are just running on the mat just running back and forth on the mat and i do like like
3: downstairs academy right
4: yeah and i do some guard pass where like donkey kick my leg and I kicked Doug's kid right there. Oh, no. Dude, his kid did uh. like six flips. He runs off the mat crying. No, but oh, then I was like, oh, man, I felt really bad. And then when I found out who his dad was, I almost crapped my pants. Because I'm like, this guy's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. So oh, you weren't rolling with no. Doug when this happened. No, you were just no, rolling no, some Okay, I get you. And Doug's the coolest dude ever. He's like, oh, right. man, no problem. My kid um, shouldn't have been running on the mat. I'm like, I'm not going to die, thank you <laughs> Lord. <laughs> is this, is, is, is that it was Castle like the Run? first day Doug, yeah. Yeah. Doug was one of the original team elite Where they started like one of the first MMA teams in New England right. uh-huh. Pat Barriere, Doug uh, Kalenda, who else was part of that? I know uh, Mike Brown yeah. Fought for there, George Rivera All those guys, it was like yeah. the first MMA team in New England They'd just get
1: together and Dan beat the snot beat out, beat of the out of each other. So, yeah. if
0: I'm understanding you, you, you got a car and you started driving the car to the thing, which, yep. yeah, of course, that must make any parent really happy. You're leaving the school that they're paying for in sure. order to not study there.
4: Right. I I probably trained, I don't know, four to five days a week. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, was I was 18. I had nothing else to do, right. Like right. I honestly, you know, when you start jiu jitsu, you get like just immersed in it and that's yeah. all you do. Yeah. I did that when I was 18. So I didn't really go out. Nice. I didn't, like, party a lot. All my friends were on the mat. Like, the guys that I got promoted to Blackboard with, they're, like, my brothers. Like, my my college experience revolved around Boston Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I didn't really go out. I think my 21st birthday, we were training hard for Pan Ams. The next morning, I'm like, yeah. I can't go out tonight because I'm going to die tomorrow.
2: Yeah.
4: It was one of those things it's where places. it was, like, every time you'd go on the mat there, you, like... There were so many people that were better than you. Like it was like nerve wracking. Like, you like, <laughs> and it was tough. rough, right? I mean, it was dude, rough. You, I would sometimes get butterflies before I walk in the gym. Like I have to like the prep myself. warm-ups, too. Oh, dude, totally. Like, but that thinking back as an 18 year old kid, I needed that. Like that's what got me to go to grad school. Like that's what showed me what hard work is. Like, yeah. you're not gonna like get it by someone telling you you have to like live it so like what Jiu Jitsu has done for me it's given me an avenue to like like I said I went to grad school and I got my doctorate in physical therapy and now I run a Jiu Jitsu school and a physical therapy clinic and it's not easy work it's hard work but like I know what it takes to work hard like to survive on the Jiu Jitsu mat you know what hard work is and if you can survive on the mat you can pretty much do anything there's not much you can't do
0: one of play, the things,
2: words right there.
0: Really? Yeah. Cool. One of the things that uh, you know, you're bringing up a couple of things that stick out podcast wise. This is your first podcast, yeah. So one of the things that's happening is when you're on a podcast, people who are listening are kind of taking the journey with you, mm. right? Mm. And, and I'm listening. I'm curious. I'm. I'm. It's good. <laughs> I'm a blue belt. I feel very good listening to uh, experienced black belts go. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I got butterflies going out on the mat, yeah. and while well, that was a really rough warm up, because that's the experience that a lot of people have. Yeah. But it's also you're pointing out what comes up over over and over again on this on the podcast that you know, starting this is not simple. It's it that's it's cool, cool, it's fun, all that stuff. But getting past say six weeks, yeah, not easy. You know, it's 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 interesting
3: when you put it that way. Because I look back on that, and it wasn't that jujitsu was so hard to learn. It wasn't hard to learn the techniques. Really, at the end of the day, the hardest thing to do was to walk through the door for the first time. Right. And everything after that was just like, I just got to keep showing up. Like, I've seen a meme out there that says, like, hey, what if I told you 99% of all yeah. the jiu is just showing up? And I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah. But the hard part is not learning how to sweep or choke or armbar or take down. like, that's not the hard part. The hard part is sticking with it through those initial months where all that's happening is you're getting your ass kicked every time you step foot on the mat. And by the way, that's the way it should be. If you're going to some academy and it's like, you know, you're not wa- like limping off the mat like <laughs> I just got the ever-loving shit kicked out of me. That yeah. you, you know, 120-pound <laughs> girl just stole my soul, right. ate it, and spit it on me. Right. You know what I mean? Then you're probably in the wrong place. Like I'm not saying it should be rough and you should be hurt, but it's supposed to be hard.
0: Yeah, well, well that's the, the
3: other, hard part. I would say yeah. because I have a goal for the gym.
4: I want 300 students. That's like my goal. At, that's I'm like speaking out loud. I tell everybody that. I like I kind of joke around. I want 300 students, and I'm closing enrollment. Right, like 300 Spartans, and then I'm done.
2: Yeah. Right,
4: <laughs> but there's not 300 people like Jay that enjoy. The punishment, hard training, right?
1: Right.
4: There's, there's not going to be 300 people like that. The hardest part that I've had to manage is to give the people that need the help and the encouragement, not let, not make them feel like they're not welcome in the environment, but yet still challenge the people that want to be like. We just did a competition class. There's not many if that was what I did here on a regular basis. Yeah, you'd lose half the
0: people. <laughs> yeah, man. But I mean it depends that's it's hard. That's sort of we could put a pin on hour. I mean that's sort of a different thing. That's you know, your vision for the academy, different kind of academies, right? Yep. Some a little more competitive or not. I think that's what I was trying to get though is that you know, you guys make a really good point, maybe even without without pointing it out, which is you start, you see guys like Jay. I heard the same story from Jay. Mm. Jay starts, he sees guys like you. Mm. What if everyone else is going four or five times a week, yeah. and you're not? Yeah. Well, fuck that shit because they're all going to get fucking better, right? Like yeah. starting with other people, bringing someone along. I'll yeah. bet you there are stats. People who make it past verbal belt. How many just started by themselves have yeah. no friends, and yeah. how many just made friends and just kept coming because yeah. of the they guys they over there. I do yeah. think we were super lucky. Yeah, it was to a have time when I we, think we started
3: right, where we had a group. They were, I mean. They, like you said, it right? They were our brothers. Like, it, like we showed up to hang out with our friends and train. You know yeah. what I mean? That was our place to go to go hang out. So we it go easy. to Cafe Bello and go to Cafe, yeah, <laughs> cafe Ghetto before it burned down. <laughs> before before burn, burn we go
4: to this Brazilian restaurant every time after class. Every time with awesome. Roberto yeah. and
3: yeah, very cool. And then we went to uh Low Fat No Fat. We mm. moved
0: to the second place. Yeah. Was that the yeah. name of the place? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a sexy restaurant right there. <laughs> dude, and I don't get
3: it. It's like Low Fat No Fat, but they had French fries. I was going like, to say, like low a, fat French fries. <laughs> Dumbass restaurant. Cooked in lard. Hey, it made me. It made me feel good. I ate a lot there, dude. I was, I was like. There's nothing better to do than, than eat after you do jujitsu.
5: Well, that's, oh, that's, that's the match. first yeah, thing I want to do yeah. is shove something yeah. in my Train mouth. Train hard right? and
0: eat. But, yeah. I mean, well, so so what do you think? You see the people coming in. You see yeah. the people who come and go. Yeah. Do you see people pairing off, like, seeing a group coming in together or a couple of guys who are like...
4: Uh, not really. Hmm. Yeah. My experience Starting with
0: special,
3: people, right?
4: Yeah. I yeah. think we're unique. Trust, trust me when I say, like, we... We're just fortunate. We didn't plan it. We didn't know any better. I didn't know. Like when I went to Roberto's, I didn't even know what it was. Like I didn't know what was there. I hadn't done like any comparisons to schools. I didn't go to see, you know, there was really no other school to go to. And it just clicked for what I was as a young competitive kid. That's It just made sense to me. And that's just what I, what I wanted. Right. I think like...
2: I think I would have loved it, too.
4: Totally, right? I like, I think it. you guys, whoever yeah. just lived through what we just did for comp class, you guys
1: would have loved it.
3: How many people were
1: training there at that time? You know what I mean? At Roberto's.
3: Maybe 100 total? Well, maybe. maybe. Maybe less. It, like like 50 people that were yeah consistent. that were consistently training. And then a revolving door 50 that would come and stay for a couple months and leave. Yeah. You know what's his name? That weirdo that tried to walk in and put a red belt on the first time. I don't remember, remember that. Remember the guy that stared at Kenny in the shower? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Caleb. Caleb. Is that yeah. his name? If you're out. Oh, there, that guy Caleb. was so
4: weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hope I did, you got I it totally together. I love that guy. Did you at oh, least man. you know
0: what happened. You guys, are I don't there. remember. I don't. Jay. Some dude uh, was in a shower. This
3: is like a not a G rated story. It was weird. We were like at the second location in Watertown. <laughs> you anything and we, we were like, he literally, <laughs> like, he didn't want to wear the white belt. And <laughs> so he, he came out about. of the mat and put a red belt on. And we were like, bro, hey, hey, yeah, hey. Whoa. Like, you can't do that. He's like, I ah, don't want to wear the white one. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you got to wear the white one. Bro, that's, <laughs> that's Please. The love you don't of just God. grab, Like, we were talking about fake black belts. Like, this is one thing you don't do. And uh, so we trained, blah, 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 And remember, like, like from previous podcast, we talked about there was only two showers. I think in the second location there was three.
4: Is that where the boxing gym was?
3: Uh, yeah, next door. Okay. yeah. yeah. And so there was this. three showers maybe. Yeah. And so you'd walk in. You sh- There's always a line to get a shower, right? Because people wanted – they didn't want to be dirty. They wanted to, you know. And so this guy, like Kenny's in the shower, like, you know, like whatever, like shampooing the hair, like doing his thing. Maybe not doing his thing, but shampooing his hair and taking a shower. Caleb naked, Kenny naked. Caleb pulls the shower curtain open and he's like, "Oh, you in here? Do you work out? You look really strong." And And Kenny's like. Get dude, shut the it. fucking curtain! <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's one dude I would not want to piss off in the shower. No, <laughs> oh, seriously.
0: <laughs> well, what, what happened when the guy put the red belt on? Did he get green lighted like immediately?
4: He didn't yeah, he, keep it on long, I don't believe.
1: I don't remember. No, it didn't. Was stay he like, like in... a red belt in another? Uh... No, he just, no, did he just didn't way. want to wear white. I didn't know why there's a red belt in the gym. I was, uh, it's, it's so funny. funny that's what I was yeah. thinking. I'm like, you I guys don't even, just leave I don't
2: a
4: red belt even. around, right? Honestly, yeah. I didn't even know there was a red belt yeah, till like a funny. year ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. When we started Jiu Jitsu, there it were no like right. red coral belts. There weren't any, None. Like, a purple belt was like. Oh my god, dude! Is that guy a real purple belt? Like yeah. walking in the gym, and you'd be like, "Oh, it's a purple belt." But <laughs>
3: that's the time we got stomped by the purple belts. So yeah, they were, they were real purple belts. Yeah, <laughs> and, like I didn't even know. Like it was like
4: weird. But But uh, yep. like, remember, remember um, that old dude, Richard, the German guy. Yeah. Me and Medina went down to a tournament in New Jersey. Me, Medina, In a ponytail, right? Yeah, yeah. And Richard, that dude. Is definitely seeing like psychiatry now after that weekend.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> he right, split
4: yeah. a hotel room with me in Medina. Medina's like the most messed up.
3: Like number one, oh, number one, no question, number one. Luma Luma is number one. Number I like eight. this. He won't have a chance to defend himself yeah. until we get out to California. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's
4: clearly number one. He is but number he, one. You, he won't let you know it, like when you talk to him. Yeah. Only when the cameras are off. I should save all his text messages
3: so that I can put them on blast. Seriously, <laughs> along with the podcast. But this is the guy we were talking about. Oh, he's you. you you're good, dude. I'm not waiting
1: for you. Yeah, he's fine. You're good. <laughs> so not only do you have physical therapy, you have archery. Yeah, at Mass BJJ, BJ shoot a little bit.
3: In the academy, yeah. Just a, there's a compound bow going on right now yeah. on the mat.
2: <laughs> yeah, I missed I'll the target twice. I mean,
3: I, I would like to shoot it, but I shoot. would for sure miss. You better not. I that would totally shoot. miss it. Man, yeah, that,
1: that was, was nice. Shot. This is a good shot. So really, what I'm interested in, man, is because me? I and dude, legit, is bro, I want to know about when you hey, because i come this way, bro. Because I was down in no, no,
4: no. I was talking to Riddler.
1: I was down in Philadelphia training with. Jared Weiner. J Dubs. And uh, and his boys who are awesome, man. And yeah. who is like I feel like you know, his guys are so cool and train yeah. super hard just like like here and yep. just like what we do and like everybody is like oh man, Mike from Boston, Mike from Boston, they love you. Yeah, thank How, you. So you ended up there like in grad school. That's where I went to I went to Philly, I went to Drexel for grad school.
4: I had known Jared for a bunch of years before that because We'd see him at the Ams when it was in Florida, and he was friends with Kenny. So him and yep. Kenny, they, they, Jared came up and did a seminar a couple of times. Right. And I, I met him, and you know, one thing led to another, and I ended up going to Drexel, and I, you know, told him I was going to be there. But like, yeah, dude, awesome. You come in, you know, train here, and he gave me a class I was teaching on Thursday nights, and um, you know, we would train and we'd go out, and I would teach the guys. They were awesome, so. A bunch of those guys on there I'm still pretty close with because I was there for almost three years. Yeah. Right? And um, what, do you guys want some Jared stories?
1: Yeah, man. Because <laughs> yeah. we're going to go. So I just talked to him, and I was yeah. like, hey, what do you think about, you know, we come down, and you kick my ass for an yeah, hour, yeah. and, like, we'll talk after about it. He's like, oh, yeah, man, that'd be great, except I'm going to kick your ass for two hours. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, so, and then we'll talk
1: about it after. Jared's the man, dude. He's the man. He's a good,
4: good guy. We used to go... um Watch uh, the UFC at his house, and we'd be making jokes uh, about the guys that were fighting. We have some inside jokes and whatever. So, there were a couple of times when I would train with him, and the headbutting the water cooler story is one of my favorites. Could oh, <laughs> you please tell it? So I hadn't been there in a while. This might have actually been right when I came down, like as a black belt, right? And Jared,
3: you, one real quick. Like we were talking about this in the previous podcast, like. Why Jared wins so much at competitions is because he's got such a great mind for comp- competition because he like yeah. is a really competitive guy.
2: Yeah,
4: and he's a complete animal, <laughs> a complete animal, and yeah, he brings it. So Jared puts it on me whenever he wants, and I hadn't trained with him in a while. And the match didn't he 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 didn't destroy me like usual. I might have been <laughs> hanging on by a thread type of thing, and he was really pissed because he didn't crush me like he had before <laughs> but he still destroyed me so he walks over and this is when he had a water cool and now they have like water fountains he goes over and he head busts the water cool like as hard as he can and the thing like falls over and he like walks away and I'd never really been there before so I didn't really get like how it goes and on this one dude, uh, this kid, his name is Mike Feely. He's like, Oh dude, that's, that's, no, that's normal. So <laughs> that's don't, normal. don't be, don't like, don't think he did something wrong or he's going to come back and like kill you. Like, so this was when you first like started first, training there. Yeah. When I had just moved down, might have yep. been my first night on the mat, <laughs> and, uh, headbutting the water cooler, Damn. man. <laughs> that's Jared. Man, he's an intense dude. Intense. He that's brings Serious passion,
0: you know, yeah. serious, serious
4: passion. Dude, I learned so much from being there, like training with him and with Wilson. And then I remember we went out one night to, like, Applebee's. Me and Jared, we were, like, ripping shots. And there's some old dude sitting next to us. And um, old guys, like, buying us shots. We didn't even have a plan to drink that night. Like, one thing, we just started drinking, and then we just got bombed we leave to go walk home because he lived close there and every stop sign we would like do a break fall <laughs> <laughs> so we'd break fall at, oh like, at every stop sign like 10 10 stop signs break fall at every stop sign people have awesome, been like man. what the hell's going on like it's pretty crazy dude like <laughs> <laughs> classic classic <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time. It was hard training, too. And I was in school, so
3: I was really overwhelmed with everything. He's but, got yeah. some monsters, man. Monsters. Yeah. I trained with JT, all, man, man. Holy crap, JT,
4: dude. I met JT when he was a brown belt. I was actually JT there Taurus, the night. Yeah. yeah, I was there the night that he got promoted to black belt. and he's, That dude is a mother level.
1: He's so smooth, man. Yeah. Smooth. And
4: he's, yeah. like, lightweight. Yeah. I think he
3: competes in middleweight Kron- now. the same way. Yeah. But he doesn't I mean, feel like
4: a
1: lightweight dude. He's super, super strong. And I train with him and i was like man that's what world-class level is dude. it's a tough like this is a lot of tough dudes there like philly i didn't know much about the the city yeah. and we went down and had a had a blast and i'm and we met this guy pete yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, i was like oh man philly's great oh, man. he's like i'll take you to some places oh. if you want to see and i and oh. i didn't really know like Did what he you no know, but oh. like so dude. we became facebook friends and then you know he's telling me like he's a cop down there and then yeah. i see some of the stuff and i'm like I'm glad you didn't take me Dude. to those places. Like, Holy <laughs> crap, man. You. Dude, yeah. one night... It's intense Jerry place. was a cop, too.
4: And one right. night he took me to North Philly, like, driving around. And, like, he scared the shit out of me. Wow. They were like... Yeah. We would roll up, and like, in the worst neighborhood. And the window would be rolled down. There'd be people staring at us. Like, yeah. these two white dudes in North Philly driving... I think he, it might have been, like, a Honda, whatever, Accord or something ooh, like ooh, that. Ooh. And, like, he, he'd be like... We'd be driving and, like, people would be, like, whistling and stuff. Wow. And supposedly, like, the whistles meant something. Right. Like, like I don't know, communicating like, with other right, gang right, right, members. Right, right, right. I'm not sure, but right. I was, like, Almost Jared, like
3: they knew Jared was a cop, that kind of thing.
4: Yeah, like, keep an eye on this car. I'm, like, Jared, get me the fuck out of here now. Like, I was, like, pissing my pants and he's cracking up. Yeah, man. This <laughs> Dude, is, Philly this is a hard man. place. Oh, man, I had no idea coming from this Boston's not... Right, You're not used to that's that, true, you know. man. That's I believe doesn't uh... happen in Ipswich, does it? Right? <laughs> no, dude. There's tons of that in Ipswich. Yeah.
1: But we did go to the, the uh, fisherman's uh, market, man, the, the and that was the, the greatest—the
4: the pork uh, rob sandwich. No, nah, yeah. man, but we've the the we have got the donuts. The we got the donuts. The Baylor's. Um, did
3: you have yeah. the uh, the maple bacon donut? Yeah, there was yeah, like four was of them. Good. That is the greatest donut. Um, that's why you went up a weight class. No, I can eat whatever. I'm always I'm always featherweight, man. When we get back, when we get back, there's a Baylor's donut in my future. Sure. <laughs> nice. I good. guarantee oh, yeah. We got to sure. take a road trip down. We're oh, yeah. even
2: good the next day. Yeah. I think, maybe I think we like ate for three days.
1: days. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. They were those still things. Great.
4: I would go down with you guys. I haven't been yeah, we should since I
1: graduated.
0: Well, that's yeah, been like, a while. Yeah, we right? should definitely do yeah, it. Right. Boston, Mike, Pete, Pete,
1: uh, Pete wants to be on this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Does, uh, yeah. You guys know good people. can do some good podcasts. I know you guys talk about Pete. Is that something? He's a black belt at Jared's BJJ United From in Philly. From Philly, but he wasn't around here. No man, oh, we sorry. met. Him. Hey, we so he was people. super. Right. This guy, That's you awesome. know, I didn't yeah. know him at all, but it turns out we have all these like you know connections. Super friendly dude, welcomed us in there. Great guy. Yeah, um, and then it turns out like you know, there's always there's always these weird connections of yeah. you know that you know people on the in other ways. But so yeah, he he was like heard this. He's like, I got to be on this. Nice. Good. So <laughs> nice. yeah, we should go. We should all go down. Yeah, we should definitely
0: go down there. Yep. So, did you come back from? I'm sorry, but did you come yeah. back from Philadelphia to open this place, or was well, I came sort of back thing?
1: to.
4: I was working at New England Baptist Hospital. Okay. Yep. But yeah, it, the plan was when I came back after graduating from Philly to move back to Boston, and I was going to open up a gym with Pags. Right. Right. And that thing fell through. Then when I was living here, that's when I called Nate, and one thing led to another. But yeah, right. I actually we skipped some of it yeah I lived in California for a little while after I graduated from college yeah. I moved out there and I trained with Sean Williams and nice. um you got you actually Treffery Josh Treffery there was when you came to Pan Am's uh stayed at my place right you did yeah yeah so yeah. you came out too yeah we were there that, that yeah. night
5: uh 18- Kid and yeah, was
3: yeah. For life. <laughs> and and that was, was that was like the second most fucked up trip too. Like wait,
5: wait, that wait this there is
4: there this is the trip that you took a dump in the guy's front lawn. We talked about <laughs> that last like, Just, Just like
0: so you know, that. we call that spewing hate. on Podcast. that's True. That's going to be our first podcast T-shirt. Is Jay with his ass in the middle of any question about whether I tell the truth or not? is like I I never doubted
1: it. The story
4: where you where there was like the stand up comic. No, 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 please go ahead. There. There's a cop over there. Oh, please just go ahead. Or the story where we all need me, Medina. Mike Littlefield, Mike, we this took is why our shirts off here, okay. and he stabbed me with a butter knife <laughs> and threw it at the cop. And then we wrestled <laughs> Wait, wait. We okay. wrestled in the parking lot and then this cop comes over and she's a like, good looking okay. cop. I, I <laughs> you and he tried right? the whole story. Did you have <laughs> to get man? her back to the hotel. And Jay tries to get her back to the hotel. Good way, that's and Littlefield is like dude, dude, stop
2: it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> don't check my ID <laughs> type thing. Check.
4: They did background <laughs> checks.
2: Oh, Alright, so man. let me tell you I'll tell you
4: all those stories, but I want to tell one quickly when I was living in LA training at Sean's. I would literally drive by like eight different jiu jitsu schools yeah. to train yeah. at Sean's. And I was a brown belt when I was there and prepping for Pan Am's. And I was having a hard match. Like this other brown belt, lightweight, we were killing each other. And like he put me in a really tight arm bar. And I'm like, I'm not letting this dude finish this. So I'm like fighting my ass off to get out and I struggle out of it. And then I put him in a really tight one and he does the same thing. He gets out of it and I was like, dude, thank you so much. Like, that was an awesome match. Like, you know, Payton's going to be great. You know, thanks for helping me prepare, whatever. I go home that night, and I put on Boondock Saints. Oh, right? yeah, And it's right. Sean yeah, Patrick yeah. Flannery, the dude that I just had this war with on the mat. It was, actually it was a brown belt lightweight training at Sean's. Oh, that's that's nice. Can you believe wow. that? I couldn't. I was like, dude, that guy's a yeah. badass. Yeah. Like, he just kicked my ass <laughs> on, the, awesome. on the mat. Great. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. So you told him about... When I only this, told the only one could, I told. Yes. Yeah. All right. So this one is the f- second paint-in that we did because the first one that I did was in Orlando. This was before they moved it to California at a how blue old, belt. How long ago
0: is this, man? Maybe. This might have been
4: 2002. Okay. Second year that I did it as a blue belt was in Santa Barbara. That was awesome. Nice. UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. First time ever for me to go, go to California, nice. and that's what I was like, right. when I graduate school. I'm moving I think here.
0: everybody says that. I might <laughs> have been
4: 21. No, yeah, I was 21 yeah. because I could drink. The first Pan Am, I was 20. I couldn't drink with the guys. So uh, 21, Pan Am, we go to Santa Barbara. You know, We compete, and then we hang out after. And we went to this.
3: There's no chaperones.
5: No. No. There was like okay. not a full-on adult there. Like I think we like, was there, but
4: he was okay. taking his Yo-Himbi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And hey, when you take let's your hand, you hey, keep on like, can't sure. be a so, <laughs> so, no. so, so back, back to
0: what you're doing. Go ahead, say two guys. <laughs> I love the YOYB. <laughs> I, I want to know what you. Oh man, ask well, them. It's let's like, like a, let's, let's uh, not, let's like not a root, right? It's a it's yeah. a root
3: used for uh, virility, virility, energy, <laughs> energy, 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 quote unquote energy. All
4: right, <laughs> so we're sitting at a table. I don't know, a round table, and we're drinking and eating and drinking and eating. And Jay. Finds a butter knife, and he decides to stab me in the shoulder with it. So he stabs me in the shoulder with a You got me with knife. the fork <laughs> first, by the way. You stuck me with the fork first and started it. I don't remember that. That's what happened. <laughs> but it definitely could have happened. So yeah. I have this, like, mark from, like, a butter knife. Anyway. After the CTK, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was in the morning, though. because That was like, that morning. Yeah, Jay kicked. Uh, tie somebody from behind, me, and the guy couldn't walk downstairs. Oh. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> hey, yeah, this we're is, is at walking night. out of the hotel room. I just blasted dang. it. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I mean, your ad pants hasn't competed yet. Well, oh, no, no, we already did. That would have been that's a dick really room. That would have yeah. been messed yeah, up. Yeah, he sorry. couldn't drive, though. So
4: yeah. no, <laughs> he couldn't drive anyway. can't reach the pedals. He's three foot eight. All right, so we leave the restaurant blitzed. Next thing you know, whatever happens. Jay and Medina have their shirts off and they're wrestling in the parking lot. And me and Littlefield there, we're like getting involved and then you kept the butter knife for whatever reason. was in know his why pocket. I still had that. <laughs> and he launches it like across the street as this cop car pulls up and you might have hit the car. I don't know. It might have gone near the car. But You know how, you know how stories evolve. Like you right. hit right. the cop in right. the head to the, the face with yeah. a knife. Yeah. So she pulls in and what happens when two guys that have their shirts off that are wrestling and a cop pulls up? They're like, oh, we're friends. <laughs> hey, and they hugging yeah, yeah. each other. Like, oh, hey. And she's it's like, uh-uh, dude. Like, whatever is going on here, I need to, like, make sure it doesn't continue. We need to document yeah, this. <laughs> we're fucking hammered. And she what collects us. This is, like, I don't know, maybe 1 a.m. Oh, geez, oh, okay. gotcha. yeah. Yeah. At night. And so we're going to, I don't know, we've got... We've got a six-pack or something. We we're going back to the Yeah, that barrel. was a,
3: a six-pack for the fucking eight of us.
4: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like – wheelbarrow. We're trying to be uh, normal. And <laughs> she checks our IDs, and we're like having trouble trying to stand upright. And she's like, uh, Littlefield, let me have your ID. I don't think he had it. He ha- Well, I don't want to –
1: Alright, okay, he, he, he didn't have it Let's just say okay. he didn't have it
4: And she she was like calling in, checking out whatever And then she's like, because she's a fucking hot cop You know, so <laughs> right. he's like Why don't you come back to the hotel with us Like we're just going to keep the party going Type of thing
0: <laughs> He's so smooth Did you do Christopher was, walking for her I and everything? Just,
3: I don't think that was going to win me any points At that point in time You
4: should ask Medina that story Because he was there also yeah, I want to see what his version is. We almost
3: got a fight that night, too. A real one? Yeah. With whom? Uh, State right Street out, right in U-
4: U- University. Uh, yeah, like right outside that
3: place where we ate. I don't remember that. Anyway. Tell so, me did about she
2: it. find the butter knife? No, uh, I think it.
4: It's what she like, was alerted to, but I don't believe so. <laughs> Submit this we, None of us had shirts on exhibit, exhibit A.
3: It. <laughs> yeah. With um, blood on it. Yeah. <laughs> my
4: shoulder was bleeding. Oh, it's no. DNA testing. <laughs> Water knives are hard to penetrate Oh, man, seriously. And he yeah. put it right there, right on my ah, right shoulder joint.
3: Thanks, Jay. That's love, that? <laughs> that's,
4: that's real love there. But
3: that was not the shooting in the tree. Time. No, that was no. was the first time in Cali yeah. for the Pan Ams. We okay. hate. I would like to review those photos
4: because something happened every year. When I was living in Cali, I took these guys to, like, Palos Verdes. Like, we drove, like, did some, like, sightseeing clips or whatever. And Jay had to just drop heat. Like, we're literally, like, taking pictures of, like, the the sunset. And he's taking a shit in someone's front lawn. With the tree. With the, the, where he's like, oh, this is the perfect seat for me. He's like,
1: What What time of day was this? Noon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great here in the same spot. Look at Josh over there going. Were yeah. you there? Were you there? Come on, if you're
4: wait,
3: gonna wait, talk, you come over.
5: Private, so it's a gated community. Yeah. A mansion wait. with a.
0: You, well, people well, can't, can't, can't hear you, unless you come over here, you got to stand in front of the mic. So, so, who is, who is this person? Josh Treffry. Josh, Josh. Acton. Beautiful. Come around. Go over go by. Go by Amanda. at least this is like a oh, so this flashlight. Is a, this is the
5: first time I went to the Pan Ams. I'm just a kid. I'm like 18 years old, and I'm out there with all these black belts, all excited. <laughs> Jay's like, got to drop heat. So exactly like he says, he finds a fork tree right in front of his million-dollar home, his fence around it like a brick brick wall with a gate and he's up there and all of a sudden you see the gate open <laughs> in, 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 and there's just jay just trying to get out of there as oh fast as he can up on this
4: car drives out <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like 15 feet off the ground i made that up oh, yeah. it's <laughs> even better if it <laughs> right, wasn't yeah. 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 tree and he's
0: just <laughs> <circular. laughs> he uh, raining yeah. yeah. shit <laughs> But this was a, really
4: somebody's lawn. <laughs> right? Yeah. Probably, like, I don't know, someone famous. In L.A., right? Yeah, right near the ocean. Yeah. It was, like, yeah.
3: up on the cliffs near the ocean. Yeah. Oh, man. That probably was nice. There. I wonder who it was. You. And then this uh-huh. other
4: time we're driving, and there's, like, a stand-up comic. Like, his back is to the, like, the street. The
3: big, big window. All
4: glass window. And he's out to, like, the audience. So mm. his back's to the street, and the audience can see outside, but the comic can't. And we pull up to, like, a red light, and we see this, and Jay's like... I'm going to get out. out He's just about to moon him. And as he turns around, there's like a cop staring at him. And his hands are like this. And he sees the cop. And he's like, oh,
5: Oh, I'm going to go back in the car.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And we took
5: off. Are they covering the Uh, stories correctly?
2: So funny.
5: So far what I've heard from when I was there, Yeah? Yeah. Do you remember I was uh, not there for the, car, Aaron, the
3: story about Aaron McKinnon in the backseat? There was like Nate and like we were in the car yeah. with uh, with the other guys. <laughs> yeah. just like Aaron's like, I fucking hate my cat. I fucking, my fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, cat yeah, yeah, yeah. I, dude, yeah, comes into in the room car? and he yells the at, the at me hanger? and I fucking kick it. And I hit it with the coat hanger. <laughs> Roberto's like, man, yeah. I love cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that.
4: Those are some good times. That's what I'm trying to create now when we go out there.
3: Yep, this will be...
4: (laughs) What in in particular are you trying to create? Not not shitting in someone's lawn, (laughs) but like given the young students that have never done something like this, like (laughs) preparation and experience. Like hopefully they're not as effed up as we were.
3: No, I mean, even last year wasn't like that.
4: You, know, you we were, were. out last year? Yeah, oh, yeah. you
0: were?
1: Yeah. Oh, you were? I just was injured.
0: Well, there's a big difference between what was <laughs> happening when you guys were doing all this. And now, which is uh, camera phones and social media yeah. and the internet. So, with none of that stuff, you guys are just wrecking shop, doing whatever you want. Yeah. These days, you know that... You know, if yeah. I hung my ass out the back and started spewing, hey, gonna everyone's going to be taking a video. It's all going to Snapchat in five minutes. It's going it to be still like stop that dude did that. <laughs> oh no, I'm understand. older now. I I'm older, yeah, more mature. I think, I, I think the uh, going wild is a little different now for for this generation. Yeah. You
3: know? Well, last year we still. I mean, it was last year was killer. We went out the probably the biggest group ever. Um, you know, and it was those trips are awesome because it's still the way it was last year it was me and Pell and medina and tadashi all guys that got our black belts together like on the mat competing you know what i mean it was just like old times only this time we had like a bunch of students with us and and showing them. them and showing them the right way to do it like not just not just like how to go out there and have fun but like how to be a teammate and how to help people relax and how to Become like kind of a family before you, before you compete, as you compete, and after you compete. And some people win, and some people lose. But you go out there, you have a great time. You put everything, you train hard to be there, and you and you make it important to you. And then afterwards, you have fun together. You well, know, you're, you're coming mean?
0: back around to that same thing, which is uh, having that experience as a group rather than just a some dude yeah. who went out there and said, "I'm going to go do this." Is a huge deal, right? It's Man, a big deal yeah.
3: to me. It's a, I know it's a big deal to Mike. Like <laughs> yeah. those trips are a big deal. It's also, even no matter what happens in the tournament,
4: right? You win, good job. You lose, the stuff you need to work on. But the preparation is going to just fast forward all your stuff that you need to work on. The things that you make mistakes with are going to be exposed in the eight to 12 weeks you do to prepare for the tournament. So you have an opportunity to get, you know, a year better of training in two months. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that stays with you, regardless gold medal of what, or what happens. Not. Yeah.
0: Right. And I don't mean to just keep railing on it but part of the reason why the prep works is because you're not suffering by yourself right Right. you're suffering with all the other everyone else who's preparing for the same thing i just came in you know uh, late to this thing and and looking out on the mat i'm going i saw george just Just suffering no but you were putting out some (laughs) serious energy which is Obviously awesome, you know? You're, 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 it's not normally what you just sort of show up on a Saturday and just, you know, blast through shit, right? It's got to be yeah, that right. way. But, I mean, that's it's that preparation, and, and you're not doing it by yourself. That's the best part. You're watching everybody, you know? And, and, it, and it's the same thing. It's like, if they're doing it and you're not doing it, yeah. then it's like, fuck you, right? Yeah. Or oh, fuck me, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: I like, I like suffering. Like, I like getting my ass kicked, like, pushed. Like, it just takes you to another level that you just can't get to on your own. Like you go for a run. You don't find that like, like every time that you train hard, you know, sometimes you doubt it. Can I continue? Like, should I quit? You you don't have an option. Yeah. You never give into that, but it's very hard to get to that point on your own. You know, that's, that's the beauty of the art is you have a team, team of people pushing you to get there. Right. And it's not Wanting to make
1: you
0: suffer. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's part of, we talked about it before, This part of the honor, though. I mean, the honor is, like, I can't, I, I, I might be able to, to get, get some uh, pretty decent chick going with George, just because I outweigh him and shit. But I'm not going to be able to touch you, dudes. You but I'm going to come in as hard as I can, and I expect to get my ass kicked. I mean, there's nothing worse, I'm a little older, too, yep. than just everyone going really easy on the old guy. It just sucks, man. Yep. And it's true. I mean, it, it's part of the honor of the thing, you know? You just got to go do it.
3: I get pissed off when I feel like someone hands me something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's different if you're training. Like what the fuck? But yeah, but if you're like seriously, if you do that again, you're gonna pay for it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I don't, I, I've never liked that. And also, the the whole thing about rolling hard and never giving up. It's like not only does it make you tough, but it does it makes your jujitsu infinitely better. Like I think about the roles that I had today. You know, really competitive roles. It's all about. Like when you give up, your opponent can feel it. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. the air comes out, the wind comes out of your sails. And now like the guy's like, he may have, maybe he'd pass. Like Pell, like when Pell and I rolled, there's like never an inch. Like you might get past the legs and you might like try to like close in your side mount, but I'm not giving up and he's not giving up. Like so I'm not just going to lay him flat on my back and give it to yeah. you because if I do that, it's going to be 10 times harder right. to get out now. Right. And so if I stay yeah, on right. my side right. and I start, right. if I, if I give him hell before he gets there, It's a lot easier life for me to live than me just giving in and, and, you know, spread my legs and taking it. Well, sure, but but at the same time, (laughs) time because getting out of that is going to be tough (laughs) But But is that why you
0: drove all the way down here? Yeah. You didn't drive all the way down here to just sort of lay out, you know, so whatever, this is fun. Right. You came to train hard, right? Well,
3: that's the—that's th- what makes this, the tr- sessions, like, like not only do I come down here to train hard, it's not just Mike either, like, Brooksie was here today, Josh was here today, it was all, like, how often do we get to get on the mat at the same time, Josh? Yeah. <clears throat> not
5: enough, every couple of months now. Right. It's not like it used to be.
3: Yeah, it's not like it used to be, <clears throat> and... You know, it was like, I need to get ready for the Pan Ams for sure. Mike needs, we all need to get ready. George needs to get ready. Amanda needs to get ready. I need but, a little Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But getting Josh here, like, to train yeah. with these a guys beast. is okay. also, like, it's. I look forward to getting on the mat with these guys every ch- every chance I get. Like, like you know, obviously Mike and I came up together, but Josh, like, how long have we been training together? Since I started. Yeah. 12 years now almost. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like. February. Yeah, we've been on the mat with each other for a long time. Yeah. That's and, like. Awesome. You guys were the cool kids when I started the Purple Belts. Oh, man. That's how how fucked up it is around here.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But what he's saying, like, that you never give an inch, you never quit, you never stop, that's, like, the one thing that I want to pass on to the students of my school is that's the only thing that I really care about. I don't care if you win the gold medal. I just care that you do your best and you never give up. Like, never give up. I'll never forget the second year that I did the Brown Belt. I went against this. He's. I think he's the head instructor at Uh. Gracie. Penzo Gracie now oh, in New York City. There. Leonardo Leche or something like that. I I disrespected think. you. Totally <clears throat> right. This is what happened. Yeah. I went for the takedown, <clears throat> and as he as I went for the takedown, he like sat down, and I like fell over him. So I like started the match on bottom and mount, which is six <clears throat> to nothing. So it's like twenty seconds in, and I'm down six to nothing, and you know. It was eight minute match and whatever happened, I worked myself out. Did we get back to the
5: feet get back to the yeah. feet because he did something like Yeah, he was like celebrating early. And Mike motion, right? He made a hand yeah. motion like I got this. This is easy piece of cake. Mm, yep. And I watched mm. Pal chase him across three matches. Just yeah. trying to take him down. He's he pushed
3: man, him man. out of the ring like four times. Mike got so pissed about that he like ran him out of the ring like pushing and tugging, like really ragdolled the guy across the ring like three or four times. And then, the, like, the guy was really retreating. He was running away. Well, Mike running. got a, and he tried And he tried to backpedal out of the ring. And they went down, like. And this is at the Pan Ams where there are, like, three judges on every mat. And there's people around, like, to keep this from happening. They went through, like, three mats. Right. Like, from one end of, of, of the stadium to the other end. And Pell was not going to let this fucking kid go. No. Because it was like, fuck you.
2: Yeah.
4: And I remember he was, like, really happy that time had expired. Because I was gonna be a bull, Adam. Every every minute you give me a second, I'm not gonna stop. And that's like, I'm not, that's the most proud of any match i I ever had, yeah. because I never stopped. Like I was losing, you know, and I just like flipped that switch, and that's kind of what I want our students to be like: is, oh, I'm losing, oh, I can just stay here and play, and the guy will win on points. Fuck that! I'll chase you out of the fucking arena. You know what I mean? Like you can't run away. You can keep running away. You can keep running away. But you're the one retreating. Just because you win six to nothing right. in a match or six, whatever the points were, you have the honor because you're the winner? Bro, you're lucky that time has expired.
0: So how do you, when you're teaching, especially you have a lot of people here, when you're teaching in a regular class, yeah. how do you translate? Do you translate that to regular classes or you have light roll classes? No. or do you have no, no. How does it work? Do you just do techniques and then yeah. towards the end of the class yeah. you're like yeah send it up what do you doing? it's
4: taken me some time to figure out the best model truthfully i was really fortunate that i had roberto to have the way that roberto ran his classes and then we had john franco the way john ran his classes and the way pat barbieri and the way kenny
3: and all you those guys like that. that's crazy isn't it amazing <laughs> dude we
4: are so fortunate to have those guys as our, our teachers back then And then when I went out to California I was training with Sean and then I went to Philly and I was training with Jared. So I was fortunate to see a bunch of different ways that a school could be run. And I just decided that in the fundamental class it should be an hour long and there should be no live rolling. You can do some positional stuff but it should be mainly technique. Mm -hmm. And then I just term it all level, not like intermediate or advanced, it's just all level and there's 30 minutes minimum of rolling. Lately we've been doing like 45 to an hour just for preparation for the tournament. And it's the same thing, you know, you do your best, but you're here to learn and to improve. So in a regular all level class, not a competition class, try the techniques that you're trying to get better at, right, do what you're trying to learn, to implement into your positional techniques or whatever. Like, that's where you're supposed to try and fail.
0: Well, that's where the question comes from. Because it's like, if you looked at me and said, you got 30 minutes, and I want you to leave nothing out there. Yeah, yeah, no, I am no. not <laughs> going to be going to your new spider guard sure, sure. technique that we yeah. just did today. I'm going to go to what I know, and I'm going to just blast, and you want to put somebody across, and I will do yeah. that. But so, that's not, you're not saying that's no. not our everyday thing, no. right?
4: I feel, this is my opinion, I feel that if you can train about 75% of your maximum output... You know, like if you think about weight training, yeah. about 10 repetitions is about 70% of your maximum. Okay. So if you want to estimate your maximum 10 repetitions, you struggle on number 10, that's about 70%. I feel your jujitsu Jitsu should also be in that ballpark, mm-hmm. 70 to 80%, that should be your pace, right? Yeah. You should be thinking about how do I maximize my leverage from this position? How can I improve my grip? Where should my pressure be, like my weight distribution? All those are like basic concepts of jiu-jitsu. But you can't implement those things if you're going 25%. If you're like a wet noodle on the mat and you're like flopping around. And you definitely can't uh, fine-tune it if you're going 100% because you're relying on your strength and you'll definitely tire out. You won't be able to continue that. So I feel like 70 to 80% in that range should be how you should be sparring and rolling on a regular basis. Competition is different because you have – time constraints I don't prefer to do ro- time rounds in rolling I like to do no time limits mm. so you don't know how long the round will be it could be three minutes it could be 23 minutes you have no idea yeah I one other thing when uh, we did like a photo shoot in Acton remember this you were there we did a photo shoot we took pictures from for the teachers and stuff like that mm. yep after that, me and Pat were the only two that wanted to roll. Everyone else wanted to go home. Might have been like a Sunday. They wanted to go watch the football game or whatever. So me and Pat stayed and we just went at like 70%. We ended up rolling for two hours non stop. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even see the time. We're like, dude, that was like two hours long. We had no clue. We're in the zone, 70%. Yeah, you can yeah, continue yeah. that forever. The next day, I was so sore. Right. But I wasn't pushing it on the mat. Like, my body was just sore from just being in that long duration. You ever trained jiu-jitsu nonstop one match for two hours? Mm. We never submitted each other. We just worked through stuff. Back to the feet, takedowns, passing. Every- Dude, it was one of those moments on the mat that, like, I, like, lost track of everything else in the world. It was, like, you achieve that, like, flow state, you know? That was, like, that was it. 70% but, yeah. two hours long.
0: Well, Those I've been riffing awesome. on this, on this thing. I mean, I've talked to George about it, We've talked to a couple of people about it. It's like, um, you look at, at uh, like varsity, say high school kids, right? Mm-hmm. I have a couple of, uh, boys who went through this. And, uh, they go to the varsity practice and the practice is like, Arrgh. is this wrestling? Right. No, this is just soccer and shit. Okay. But, yep. uh, both my boys, and they're both great players. And, uh, it's one of them, after the class, would always just call his non-varsity friends and be like, let's go play. Mm. And they just have this, Blast of having a great game, yeah, you know. And on the off season, he'd train, but rather than training stupid hard, he'd train, and then he'd also go play with his friends at like the indoor soccer yep. with a, like a fun team. Mm-hmm. And the combination of just leaving it all out there in a, in a competition practice, and yeah. then so I'm kind of I was kind of looking for that kind of thing uh, with jujitsu, right? And I noticed that you can kind of balance it according yep. to who. What do you think? Like, can you balance it, like, in your class, against the belts? Like, if you get purple belts, you're doing X. And when you got white belts, you're doing this. Because most yeah. of the people listening here are not black belts. Like, sure. you guys. Well, your... yeah. Um,
3: you want to take it? Well, you can. You, I, I'm interested in your thoughts. But this goes yeah. back to what we were talking about. And it's like, hey, what do you think, you know, what do you think students should be learning? You know, should they be learning all the jujitsu, Or should they focus on fundamentals in the beginning if they're going to compete a lot? And it's like, well, it's, it's a really difficult question. As a a lower belt, like a white belt, blue belt, like if you're aiming to compete a lot, there's a very fine line between wrecking shop all the time and improving your overall jujitsu. Because nobody fucking cares if you're a white or blue belt world champion. Nobody cares. Like, you want to get to the point where you, you're, everybody wants, even there is no stopping at black belt either. You just want to have great jiu-jitsu. That's the most important thing. Right. And those guys that go and smash mouth every time they step on the mat, first of all, they don't survive. And second of all, they never learn because they're only going to their very best techniques every time they get on the mat, and they're just smash mouthing everybody, no matter the size or whatever. They never say, I'm going to get on my back with this person work my half guard because my half guard sucks or my butterfly guard sucks. They don't do that. And so they only do these things to, like, to hone their competition game, and when they do that, yeah, you might go win as a white belt. You might win as a blue belt. You might be a strong kid. You might have a wrestling background. But unless you spend the time on the mat, a taking care of your your training partners so that they don't fucking hate you all the time, and believe me, like it's all cyclical. Like if we see you beating up on on white belts and smaller people, you'll get it back. You'll get it put on you by the upper belts and the bigger yeah. guys.
0: But well, what, what do you watch. think? I mean, is this is this. How does your philosophy work? Is it the same kind of thing? or? Yeah. I say
4: look, sometimes when I talk after class, you know, when the guys are lined up on the wall, and <clears throat> most of them, we don't have – me and Nate are the only black belts here. So okay. and on any given night, there's only one black belt on the mat. So we have a new school, four years old. Like it's not a lot of upper-level level guys. So the way that I kind of tell them is I say, I'm not training you for the belt that you currently are. Training you for the belt that you're going to be. Well-rounded, good from every position, black belt. Right? You can be a great blue belt from and do very few things. That's not what I'm looking for. So, if like as a team, I'm not really interested in like doing the catch. You know, the the, the tournament techniques right now that everybody's doing: guard pull, deliiva, Barambolo, get six points, get on top, take the back. Et really? Okay, cool. Not interested in that, and I don't even really teach that. Like, right. I won't teach that. Misha was one of our purple belts that did the Pan Ams.. Yep. His division was all about that, so we'd work one-on-one with him, specifically, but that was separate because one person And yeah. because he's a lightweight purple belt or right. like a featherweight purple belt, that's, that's his what division. So you have yeah. to prepare the guy for that. But as a whole, no, I want. Well-rounded techniques from, you know, good like Josh is, I think, probably one of the most well-rounded black belts that there is, truthfully. Yep. I I'm I love technique. I love technique. I've
3: said I've said that to Nate since you were a, like a purple belt. I was like, that kid's gonna be awesome. He is awesome. Like I was envious of how well rounded your game is. Like you didn't care if you're on your back or you're on top or you're passing or like you were totally comfortable taking down or pulling guard, like you could do it all. I remember like when you and your brother first started competing, you were flying arm barring everyone, <laughs> yeah. and it was like Nate would get a rash of shit because he'd be like, what, "What's up with these guys? These guys are not white belts." I'm be like, "I don't know what to tell you. They've been training for three
5: months." Animals, I, yeah, <laughs> <but> fearless. <laughs> I had a fortunate where school was only open a couple of days a week, but my older brother got into jujitsu after me. We bought mats, and we used to go home after jujitsu. We trained the basement. Oh, right. That's
2: awesome. Yep. We'd catch
5: a video on, on you know the internet was you know YouTube was just coming out, right we catch a video where we get a training tape. It's like, all right, we're going to go train this stuff in the basement. You know? Think about like it. But you,
0: do you see the parallel with what I'm saying? Like yeah. the play part of jujitsu, yep. as well as the I'm in class. <laughs> I have my 30 minutes of rolling. Right. Oh, God, I'm going to roll <laughs> with this guy who I always fucking lose to. And this right. is going to be easy because I have this wife about just going and rolling. Well, I, actually, uh, I have a friend who lives down the street. He has a uh, different kind of place. Uh, we started rolling on days that I can't make it in. Mm-hmm. I can just shoot down there, we can roll for like forty five minutes, mm-hmm. get back to work. Like it's five minutes away, right? right. It's totally changed my my confidence level on the uh, on the mat. Which of course already was ridiculously high. <laughs> But now, totally unstoppable. Next, you, now, a, you better unstoppable. be here next weekend.
3: No, we're <laughs> yeah. we're going to <laughs> fix that. We're going to fix that. Fix confidence. Yeah. Yeah, I'm prepared we're gonna, we're gonna to just podcast relax roll for 45 minutes with anybody. Taking a notch down. I, you know, I think that people, everybody finds a set of techniques that they like to play with. Like, I've always really enjoyed finding things that were fun to do in jiu-jitsu, right. you know what I mean, finding positions that were fun for me that kept things interesting, and I think it's a different set of techniques or it's a different position, it's a different mindset, but I think everybody mm-hmm. has that. You and I used to take privates with Kenny to do upside-down guard. Upside-down guard, <laughs> come back from, he's like, this is what Pijipano was doing, Yeah,
0: What's, that's uh, where he got uh, it from. Can you translate upside-down guard into modern word? It's just like inverted guard, like... Um,
4: we well, would play it with the outside sleeve and the knee, you right? Roll over. upside down. So yeah.
0: anything inverted card wise. Yeah, so same kind of thing that we yeah. would look at everything. So, uh, what do you think? I'm running. Do you mind me just continue to run this sure. question, Jay? Yeah. So, what do you think about when. So, you guys are semi old school guys. Uh, I've talked to a number of people about this. We've talked about, you know, with Jay about how long time ago, they just weren't. As many techniques. I mean, they were out there, but the main techniques. The group was smaller. Yeah, and they were now, harder to get. Well, now right? what yeah, happens? Like, when, what are the new ones? What, what happens with you when Gordo when when, cool. when when all of a sudden Worm Guard comes along and some dude is you know? Are you looking at that? Or are you going fuck yeah? This is great. Or are you like damn it? Like it's a fad. What's your? How do you feel about that stuff? Do you feel it's like yeah. this is a good thing? Yeah, I think it's a great thing.
4: Because that's the art of Jiu Jitsu. It's never gonna be like stagnant. There's not like a set number of techniques. I think in Judo, i, I never really trained Judo. Uh other than on Roberto's mat, but aren't there a set number of takedowns? Sixty four well, no, so, right? really, really
0: forty, of it. but it's not yeah, but but, there's no there's a point, but it's but it's the it's the opposite way. It's gonna yeah. be 46, the point maybe. of judo is to limit not the techniques, oh, okay. but to limit the the, the part of the art so that you don't kill anybody. Gotcha. Okay. So I, that's kind of, like, kind of
4: that's the way that I think about it. I love it. I want it to evolve. I want things yeah. to constantly be changing. <clears throat> but at the same time the basics of Jiu Jitsu, which is You know, like I was saying, leverage, weight distribution, how the mechanics of the body work, where your base is, how you play your angles, those are not going to change. Pat Barbieri, I feel his jiu-jitsu is, I'm not going to say perfect because there's no such thing, but as close to perfect because he understands those concepts. So if somebody plays worm guard on him, it might slow him down. He might have to take some time to figure out what's going on, but eventually the mechanics of where he is are going to outweigh the mechanics of a lapel grip under a leg when you're upside down on your neck. Right. You know, that's not going to change. Right. Mechanics, leverage, weight distribution. I try to break jiu-jitsu down to be simple sometimes. I feel like jiu-jitsu comes down to two things: grips, what grips you have, and hips. Who's controlling the hips? Are your hips moving? Right? Grips and hips. That's sometimes what I say, yep. like try to simplify it, you know? So I feel like maybe the worm guard has a grip, and you can address the hip, right? right? You can maybe manipulate it in the way that you're controlling the grips and the hips. But you need, in order for worm guard to really work, you kind of need somebody willing to play more of an open style, right? Yeah, Because if he's going to be like pat (laughs) low to the ground, working his (laughs) angles, staying like basic, like in his movement... He's not going to even be able to start to play that game. Right. So I feel like the basics of jiu-jitsu don't change regardless of how crazy or funky a technique gets. Right. The crazy and funky becomes fun to play, right? You like to do it and learn new stuff. Uh, but I don't think it changes the concepts because new techniques come well, into see, how do you
0: How do you address looking at you know a younger group? It's you know it's funny because we talk about it before it sounds like it's starting to solidify it's like depends on whether they compete or not right yeah. it's kind of a question but how, uh, but I how I, do you address I, your blue belt your purple yeah. belt level people when yeah. one dude's coming in worm guarding everybody yeah. is it like all right everybody needs to stop to figure this out or it'll make us do that
4: like Misha recently started just going all about heel hooks right <clears throat> just crazy and fifty fifty heel hooks blah 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 like right. all about it so it's gonna as a whole make everybody adjust to that. Not let him get into position yep. to even be able to attack that, be a step ahead of him once you kind of
0: figure it out. So as a group, everybody kind of responds to that. Yeah, that's, that's
4: than- that happens naturally though. And that's mm-hmm. the best part about the game mm-hmm. is because, like I said, Jiu Jitsu is an art, you are an artist, you can create whatever style of techniques you want, mm-hmm. like if you play guard, if you like passing and taking down, if you like, you know, whatever your style is, you can make it your own art. and that's what makes jiu-jitsu right styles versus styles like the guard player versus the guard passer the worm guard versus whatever the you yep. know whatever that's because you know you train with so and so you beat so and so like the a beats b does a beat c type of deal like it doesn't always yeah, work always out like that. no, that. right yeah. and that's what the yeah. art that's where the art comes in so my my feeling now that i'm in charge of a group of people <clears throat> and they're learning basics from the start yeah. And then if you want to get into the more complex stuff, you're taking responsibility for your own learning. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming to the fundamental jiu-jitsu class, you're getting fundamentals. Right, right. You, If you want to get into the deep stuff and the funky things, you need to take responsibility for your own learning, finding the avenues, finding the guys. I used to have VHS techniques from De La Hiva. With Japanese subtitles. (laughs) I had no idea what he was saying, and I couldn't (laughs) read Japanese. I would turn the damn volume off, and I would just watch what he was doing. So I still have stuff, and I have a list of stuff on the window over there, just old DVDs and VHS tapes and stuff like that from from back in the day. So I did the same thing. I I would learn the techniques of the evening, and I would train the guys in the gym. But this is actually something that I wish our students here did more of, is after we get done on the mat... How long would you, Tad, and everybody stay and talk about technique? Yeah, even, I mean, even I not even drilling, just
3: right. talking about yeah, like what, what we were doing or five minutes yeah. after
2: class.
4: Or
3: this is what I saw. Like, hey, I, I saw this on a video the other day, and I'm trying yeah. to make it work. Like, have you guys seen this? And yeah. You're like, oh well, I kind of do it like that, but I do it like this. Mm. Or I never, I can't believe that that's like perfect for me. Like, yeah, those eureka moments that happen. Like, I can't wait to get on the mat again. Yeah. I can't believe you just showed
1: well, me. Well, it's that.
0: funny because I mean, at our, our place, you know, you'll teach sometimes. And it always blows my mind if there are some lower belts and you're just hanging out after class. I'm like, why are you leaving? Like, this is exactly why you would not want to leave. Sure, it's... Maybe might be 8.45 or something. Sure. Stay for 20 minutes. You have this opportunity to like actually – you guys give me constant shit for constantly asking questions in class. Yeah. But I'm I actually not fucking going to stop. Either. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking stop asking questions in class. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. because no one
4: else will. You know, As long as you don't cut in the drilling time. No, I, no, no, no. I'd no. get pissed no. at you. Shut up and do the technique no, 30 no. times, and then you can ask questions. No, 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 no. Here's no. how I like to teach. I like to show the technique, and I don't talk too much, right? right. Show it. Let them do it yeah. wrong right. for ten minutes. But you then come back to it. Yeah, yeah. and be like, "This is what you're supposed to do." Yeah, no, I'm talking I'm about you're No questions. Yeah, no, no, no Zip it,
3: zip it. Hey, you with the hand up? Shut the fuck up before you even start talking. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what the funny part about what you what you were talking about is? Like we have a, we have the same kind of vibe, where it's like, yeah, if you're a white ball, you can come. To the, the all levels class as long as you went to the fundamentals. If you didn't go to the fundamentals that day, you can't just show up and start going to this class. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing was, like, I, I've noticed that you see all these very advanced techniques, and you see, like, the guys that are at a high level that are that are doing these very advanced and very funky techniques, but it's all based on the principles you le- learn in, in fundamental jiu-jitsu. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you paying attention to the end game, yeah. which is the way that this guy finished this sweep. You know what I mean, but you weren't paying attention to the fact that of how he broke the guy's posture to set him up for the sweep, or how we got the arm drag, or how we got the guy to to move his grip from here to here, which is the most basic shit that we learn every day that we get on the map from white belt to black belt. Yeah, it's not the it's not the the conclusion of the story; it's the opening that sets the whole thing up, and all yeah, of you're that is end up still in the same
0: state, train station at the end. Mm-hmm. You watch the
3: Meal brothers end. that the Baron take the back on everybody. You watch the, what makes that happen, is that from daily Hiva Guard, he's beating the knee and making the cut to the outside. That's what's allowing them to do that so successfully, which is very basic jujitsu. Like you get into a guys daily Dele Guard, we always talk about making sure the knee is pointed out, not letting the guy break around the outside. Nate does this really well too. And they're so good at doing that basic principle, that they're so good at it, and that people talk about the barambolo, and they, oh, they, nobody can stop the barambolo that's not it nobody can stop them from from turning the corner and that's a very basic principle that they're moving forward and they're so good at doing that that they get it could be any any back take that they want to they just turn it turns out they're very successful at the barren bolo but it's the way they beat the knee and turn the corner that enables them to get that technique and that's basic shit i
0: always and it's love like,
2: seeing purple belts in the fundamental class yep
0: yeah. so we have an opportunity here obviously we're going to run on energy at some point but uh well, especially with all you guys sitting... Especially three of you guys sitting in the same place. Do you mind if I... I'm going to ask something a little provocative here. You can just sort of bail out if you want. Right. Whoa. So... Okay. Hold on. So you said... Nervous. Yeah, so you you gonna ask how you, you out again? How you I, I think he is. You're yeah. not invited next week. This is where George's fantasies come out.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> you see my eyes light
3: up.
0: Okay, you no, so, see see
3: so, passing the buck. He's like, oh, George's yeah, fantasies. He's well, like, I'm gonna bring up something. So you something use the uh,
0: <laughs> you use the H word. You said so heel hook, right? Yeah. So this is something that I'm fascinated with. So I don't have this long background in 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 jitsu I have a long background in judo. Right. So going into jitsu and. Later. To me, there's a, there's a whole bunch of rule sets. Basically, this comes down to rule sets, right? Yep. So I'll give you an example. Right? If I said, "Should we, when we are rolling, no gi, Should you be able to, like, take your finger and jam it into my eye socket? Just yes or no? No. Okay. Where do you draw the line?
4: Uh, keep going. What other, what other? <laughs> should you be able things, to check the oil? oil no. Yes. Okay. Where do you draw the line? You. This is the
0: reason why you can't. So the reason why you say I couldn't jam my fingers into your eyeball would be why? Is it because I can't defend it, or is it because I can't tap fast enough? Yeah. What is is it? it? Is it because the Um, amount of injury would be so prohibitive? I don't know. I
4: view that as like a dirty technique. No, I'm saying dance. that's exactly the exact but, question. Uh,
0: Where's the line between yeah. dirty and clean? Okay. Because obviously there's a whole bunch of dudes sure. that are just yeah. not interested in training fucking heel hooks.
4: Yeah, yeah. But
0: then you get this attitude, well, then it's not... Well, of yeah. course, I, I, yeah, I can't claw you your know, either. Sure.
4: But, I mean, it, basic jiu-jitsu that's controls the hands and understanding where your hands are. Like, right. if I'm in my guard, I should be aware of your hands and what you're sure. doing. But that's more like of a, you know old school basic situation, right? We're training with the geese, sometimes we get it's better go, we start playing different stuff. I the way that I look at it with guys if they're gonna do heel hooks, you need to be able to take care of your training partner. So if you're going with a white belt that doesn't understand the heel right. hook, you can't wait till they tap. Yep. This could be a, a position where you could start I to willies.
2: <laughs> like
3: Someone not tapping to it.
4: Yeah. Right? Like, you rotate that knee. You should be hey, this is a heel hook. This is what I could do. You know, you should tap here. I totally
0: get that. I mean, and again, this is not, I'm just using heel hooks as an example. Because yep. a, it's a hot topic on the internet, so, basically. So, on this No, map. but no, but so why wouldn't you just put your finger on the guy's eyeball and just protect your partner? Why is, yeah. why are some things dirty? Why, why, you see what I mean? A classic one for me is if, if uh, George and I are rolling. Right? Yep. And I put him in clothes, guard. Why can't I just grab his dick and twist? Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm not going to say
3: it. No, <laughs> Spiral no, no, no. No, chamber.
0: No. no, but classic, the classic one would be, why don't I just grab him by the back of the head and drop a can opener on Yeah. So why is that a dirty technique but a heel hook isn't? Honestly, I really am interested in the answer because yeah. I don't protect for the can opener. Right. And if I go roll with my fucking 250-pound... Well, nobody I mean? You don't train with that shit. See what I mean? So I guess guess. Yeah. Ahead, I'm right. actually asking Mike in, on purpose because you'll have a chance to answer over and over again. I'm just interested in right. what Mike thinks. What makes it, is a can opener a dirty technique? Not really. Okay, so do you train like, well, do you guys train defense at Should all? It mean, right? shouldn't be there. It's not really
4: a dirty technique. It's only a dirty technique if you're much more experienced right. and you do it the first night of the guy training jiu mm-hmm. Then it's dirty, right? Because you're taking advantage of their inability, not your like you defeated them. Right. So it's like you're you're like a bully. Yeah. Like you're bullying okay. that person on the mat. So uh, in terms of like the heel hook, well, the can opener. You know, it's the heel hook's an eye easy gouge. one. Because it's
0: already kinda in.
4: If it's a technical attack type of type of thing, like a knee bar, like I let anybody in any in wrist locks, I let anybody at any rank level go after
0: Any submission. Just on behalf of With control. I'm just playing devil's advocate. So why not finger locks? Yeah, no small joint
4: manipulation. It's
0: just, you're, that's just. Why is that on one side, but breaking my knee off is on the other side. So there's, there's one aspect of this
3: that is technical in nature. Like, like you jamming your thumb. Like the idea is that we're not in here doing mixed martial arts. Like, we're doing a self-defense art. It defeats the purpose of what we're, of what we're trying to accomplish. So that draws a lot. No, 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 it doesn't. That's even because illegal in mixed martial arts. Yeah, it you can't. can't even
0: do it in mixed martial arts. I I think, about,
3: think about the heel hook. <laughs> yeah. I, I am positioning. Train,
0: uh... No, no. I actually Valley Valley got to fall too, on the other side uh, of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. that. Oh, no, I'm falling on well, the, the other he side of that. No, but think about how the
3: can opener works. The can opener happens when you let a guy get way too much posture in the guard and you let him back you up. And put you on your neck so that he can he can grab here safely and start to apply pressure. Okay. That's an error in your jujitsu. Mm, okay. The heel hook is the same thing. You ignored the legs, and part of this is we came like if you've been in jujitsu long enough. Back in the day, jujitsu guys hated leg locks. They, they they you know they say what do they say? I the, know, the, the choke yeah. is the king, the armbar is the queen, yeah. and the uh, the, the footlock is, right, is is yeah. the filthy thief. Right, because they. they you know, jujitsu guys ignored them. They, that's lame. It's not technical. So blah, what do you blah, think? Blah. You're saying that's not, not the case. case. That's not the case anymore. It's a legitimate... Those are legitimate attacks that you have to be aware of as a jiu-jitsu guy. So why not an eye claw? right. The the, concept, the uh, let's hook. go back. Let's go back to <laughs> Fishhook. <laughs> let's go back to fundamental jujitsu. You go back to fundamental jujitsu. It's about controlling your opponent so that they can't do that.
0: Yes, I agree. Right. I so, if, but
3: but if I but if we train and I allow eye gouges and I eye gouge you on day one, are you coming back tomorrow to train? Oh no, you're going in for for <laughs> optical surgery. Yeah, but it's if like you look
0: me on the day one, I'm going in for an easier. That's
3: how we take care of each other. Like so I, wow, there is, is the no 30 light, light 30. eye gouge.
0: <laughs> Whoa, there is
3: no you light elbow in, to the face. Right you know yeah. what I mean, it's like there, there's training. It's like even guys that are in the UFC don't go in every night and elbow the shit out of each other's temples. Like nobody would
0: survive.
4: That's not jujitsu either.
0: That's not jujitsu either. Not jiu-jitsu. See what you guys are saying? That's what people say. You do. I don't train judo anymore. Basically, it's become a. Well, there's a number of reasons, but I'm a shorter dude compared yeah. to, with a lot of the people that I would train with, and I'm no longer allowed to grab below the belt. Yeah. So the majority of the things that I practiced Ferb was going to go to the dick grab. Right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. Oh. <laughs> it is. It's all control. No, the it's the idea. So for me to come in high on someone like Jay. This is never going to work. i got to get underneath Jay to throw him, right? Yeah. yeah. Look, but this is judo. This is not judo. Ba bah, 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 bah. You see, it's just a line, right? Yeah, nobody you got to draw the
4: line.
3: Nobody says that about any, like, if you can, judo is part of, like, the stand-up game
0: that's there. Like, nobody's going to be like, no, you can't throw me like that. No, 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 I'm agreeing. But the pro so what I'm saying is someone drew a line. Now, they drew the line because it wasn't judo to tackle the dude. And it, it, it's just bullshit. It's like, that was the problem. Well, stop judo made that rule. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing yeah. you. Because I'm wrestlers saying, were coming in and beating and and beaten No question. And guys. the same thing it's happened after Sambo, and right, they changed right. the rules. But this is kind of what's going on with jiu-jitsu in the opposite way. Jiu-jitsu had up we call it IBJJF rules, right? This is a rule structure that's set up because of, for whatever reason, right? So if you just start saying, well, we should be able to throw heel hooks, why heel hooks and not finger joints? We're you see biting. what I mean? We're biting. Well, so, well I mean, <laughs> I, the, the thing—I stayed off. I'm trying to try to keep. Yeah. It, it, I always thought that was legal at Fort City, about, but, you see <laughs> what I mean? So I guess the question i, I of got it. an answer. Yeah. <laughs> which is, I didn't know that. What is? What? Is, why? Why are we? Why are you? What is your opinion? Because you guys have been doing this for a
4: long time. Well, we never really had to face the question of those being, like implemented well, you, in the training you of oh, so all of a sudden start doing hooks. eye gouging today well, but, yeah. but you, start, you threw heel hooks yeah. in you guys didn't train heel no, hooks oh yeah we Berg. did oh you did oh yeah we did
0: in the gi. oh yeah oh okay well that's back in the day you No, know, they're not
4: new techniques no of course they're not we just didn't do them much in sparring but or as
3: white belts or blue belts at all really I think we I think we did straight ankle lock figure four and knee bar in blue belt not only straight ankle lock as a white belt and then really as an upper-level purple belt, brown belt, black belt, really got
5: exposed to everything. And you and that's also
3: this, timing and history involved in that, too, about where in jiu-jitsu we came along.
5: Yeah, yeah, but you also trust your training partners more as you get higher up. Like, Good I know time. if you get a heel hook on me, you're not going to blow my knee out. You're going right. to, you know, I'll work my way out of it if I can, and if not, I'm going to give it to you. But you're going to give me that time, whereas yes. when you're a white belt, you get a little more ego. And yeah. you're like, I want to win. It's like so this guy's the show enough. No He's control money. at all. Yeah. He's just
0: just on yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. For the record, I'm not against looks at all. That is not it. I'm just being, I'm asking the question in a, in a provocative way. just to, I do not understand why the lines are drawn the way they are. I know that there are certain things that we can and cannot do yeah. in Jiu-Jitsu. Some of them make sense. I don't trust. I might trust, well, I trust at least you two <laughs> to, to, to try the I'm eye gouge scared. without <laughs> killing me. But I'm not even trying to remember this bro, over I here. I don't, I don't know.
4: know. I don't need to. eye gouge you to beat you. No, I <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to resort to that.
1: I'm going to totally get you, it.
4: I'm going to put you out. I totally get it. The monkey. pants
1: no. off, I, 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 I get it. I get it. I see what's so up. I much don't like heel hooks,
0: man. What's that? Cool? I feel yeah. like heel no, hooks. But, but honestly, I mean, this is, this is a legitimate question that I had to answer when I left judo. I had to look at judo and go, I'm actually leaving on my practice for many, many years because the rule set doesn't fit what I want to do with my martial arts, which is yeah. cool. And I wouldn't change anything about what I learned. It's a right. fantastic thing and I had a fantastic experience with it. Mm-hmm. Coming into jiu-jitsu, it's a different thing, but now it's kind of weird because now yeah. you're like, what, well, I can't, how many things are we going to train right now as a blue belt? Am I going to, I'm defending against this onslaught of white techniques. Yeah. I don't have a problem with this. I'm happy to do it. But I know I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of blue belts who are like, really, now we're dealing with having to protect the heel hook while I'm learning to do an inverted thing that, ooh, Jesus, man, Maybe it's like we're inverted. No, You've no, I you got to understand. learn to protect your legs. I mean, you have it's, to protect it's your important. legs. But right? watch, how,
3: watch how guys like work with the heel hook on the mat. You know what I mean? There's I don't care if it's the most intense roll ever. One guy gets the heel, both guys are pretty chill about it. One guy might you know start to barrel roll and he might get out, but... Like I've seen Donald do it a bunch of times when we're when we're training no gi or like we're you know we're just free training, he'll get the fit in like this and he'll Mm -hmm. see. But he's not going to just rip it off, Mm -hmm. never. Same thing with a can opener. You might grab like I see a lot of the back of the collar grabs inside of the gi. Could I apply pressure and really start to hurt the guy? I definitely could, but I'm not going to because the first guy is not going to train for six months if ever again. The second guy is not going to train for a week anyway if you if you if you wreck the crap out of his neck. The Roberto always said, he's like, you've got to take care of each other on the map. That's where I, sure. I feel like
0: the solution is going to end up every time we have this. I'm going to keep asking everybody the same question. But it's like, how do you get the newer players, the, the younger people? You guys talk about training, and Roberto's like, you're just literally taking animal style on each other. Were you? Yeah. But you were still protecting it was- each other? I don't think so.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we were not exactly looking out. I mean, it was. No, I got my elbow popped in the first six months of the mat. I couldn't even brush my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, Keith. Keith. Yeah. That was warm. I started training there. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we didn't do it right. Two Intense, Too aggressive. did know any better He didn't know any better and just Not thought even, going harder was explain. better.
0: It's just your opinion. And that's, that's a feel, strong opinion. And right?
4: I recently had a conversation with somebody that was one of the early teachers when I was uh, training at Roberto's. And he reinforced that. It's like we have a better understanding about how to continue on. And I feel maybe, let's say... Within the first two years of a student today, <coughs> you have an opportunity to get much, much better than we had when we were students. The first two years, I see the guys in here that train zero to two years. Two years in, they are super solid. Sure, sure. Two years into my training, I was terrible. Right. <laughs> I don't think I got my first submission until about three years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped like getting rug burns on here. my face. That was a big deal. <laughs>
4: That's kind of the difference, I think, now is guys can get better much faster Yeah, just because it's not that environment where it's sink or swim. Because think about the people that survived in those environments back then. It was only the alphas, right? The only the people that could handle that. Nowadays, there's many people that would not enjoy that that type of uh, an environment and that's how you can get better faster is you're not coming in, getting your butt kicked every day and nobody's really helping you get better. They're just using you as a, like a grappling dummy to slam you around on the mat. And then, which is exactly why I would get butterflies to go into training. Right. Like shit, I'm going to be put through the deep end tonight. Like thankfully it's not like that anymore. I had butterflies before we started today. I was like, I woke up this morning. I was like, I got people coming in and i want to do well i want to this is an opportunity where i'm not a teacher i'm just another student on the mat i did the same drills everybody else did and it was like exactly what needed to be done to achieve a tournament level right you got to make the importance on each match like i
0: love these guys but i want to beat them well it seems like there's a balance there right because the balance is you know you don't you obviously don't want to go to the hospital every time you yeah. train at right. the same time you don't want it to be Loose and jelly. You right. want it to you want it to be that challenge. I know that this shit I mean, we don't have to say it, everybody who's listening knows. It's all transferable. I remember you guys going to Pan Am's last year and you came after my ass to go to Pan Ams. And I like, did mm-hmm. you go, I am gonna buy a house, build a studio, start a podcast and do all that and all those hours that you guys are putting into training for that shit, I'm going, That's what I'm doing here. I mean it's just a transferable thing. You know, you right. just I felt like I try to try to take that that energy that you guys are bring that and add it to my own energy you know right so it can't be easy it shouldn't be easy does the group balance that does that is that how it works do the do the higher belts hold that balance or is it you or are you just kind of controlling the you mean as a teacher or what yeah I know At, at, at our, as a group our, on the mat you mean yeah as our, at our academy this is it's, yeah. it's you, you, we just so drilled into our heads it, yeah. the higher belts will will Train with the lower belts at that balance level. They'll yeah. bring it, but they're trying not to send someone yeah. home going, I'm never coming back again. Yeah, that, until I mean, they get turned into an asshole and then they need it. But you know. honestly, <laughs> if you look, think of this though so if you look at the
4: lineup of people that are on the mat, and it could be as young as a kid, right? Or as old as an older guy, like, doesn't matter. Each person that you get a chance to go against can give you something. So if I'm much more experienced and the person I'm going with is much less experienced, that's an opportunity for me to maybe play some defense, like let them take mount and I can defend the mount or let them take the back and I can defend the choke. Or if I'm going against somebody much better than me, this is my opportunity to bring the heat and give them my best. And I know that person can handle it because they're more experienced on the mat. Or if you're going with somebody that, I don't know, is out of shape, you have a good opportunity to give them like a good pace, but like... Field during the match, when you should settle it down a little bit. So, I don't like to think about beating everybody. You shouldn't have to submit everybody. If you're not willing to be submitted, you're not going to really learn much either. I have a couple 11 year old kids that train in the all level class. Mondays and Wednesdays are our toughest classes in the gym. Which
5: one here you today? Right really? here. Oh, yeah, yeah that's Kid Robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Yep. And like, that kid is going to get so much out of being in the environment, right? But Anybody can smash the kid. He's eleven yeah. years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he needs that for now. Was, he's talking about me.
2: It's true. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm really forty one, but I look like I'm eleven. I, I, I find like being a little guy, little teacher guy, and people come in, right? And like the new guys who are big and strong and rugged and like they're looking at me. And and I'm like, so then I got to roll with them. And I'm like, All right. there's two
3: guys from that played pro basketball. Yeah, those Europe. guys. Except oh, they're yeah.
1: super cool. You know, those yeah. guys aren't meatheads. But I'm, I'm talking more about like the six, the meathead guys. Yeah. You know, they come in and they say they've never done anything, but they're sandbagging you. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. got to like kick their ass, <laughs> but not so badly that they don't come back, yeah. but enough so that they're like, wow, that little guy just kicked my ass. You know what I mean? So I got to find this fine line between. Yeah. You know, like the other day I had a guy come in that said he had no experience at all. And, like, I'm letting him do stuff, and then I'm in the cradle. And I was looking <laughs> up at him, and I was like, you know so you've never done anything before? Yeah. Like and he's lying somewhere. So, yeah, pitch. right. So I punished him a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> there's, that, but there's, like, a fine line, man, yeah, where man. I feel like i got to show you, but I can't, like, show you too much. Yo,
4: my first day on the mat, if I didn't get my ass kicked, I would have never come back. I was right, 18. Right. You better beat me up. Right. Because now I'm going to question it if you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you definitely have to get a feel for what the person is needing like that's kind of a hard thing as a teacher is you don't really know right away until it's live live go time Mm -hmm. then you can get a feel like all right this dude's bringing it or i've had recently a hard time getting people to be more aggressive like they start off really passive and they're like afraid to do things like i don't want to force that person to you know change their whole style but Sometimes you just got to bring it like, come on, bring it. And then sometimes you got to like back down man. you're way too aggressive. You're overcommitted. Like you're making mistakes just because you're thinking you're going to get away with being more powerful. So it's kind of a hard thing too. There's a couple white belts in here that are super aggressive, super aggressive, but I haven't had to talk with them about being more technical yet because I don't want them to lose their aggression. Yeah, aggression, aggression's good. Like, you yeah. can't,
1: you don't have to, like, if someone that's not aggressive, it's hard to get them to yeah. be aggressive, yeah. but like, someone that's aggressive, you can, uh, you know, deal with that, mm. I feel mm. like, anyway. Well, so you guys the moment, just
0: continually, I mean, for the first couple of weeks I came in, it was just, from the judo thing, it was just all explosion, all blah, 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 and was going, to Dude, you just need to slow the fuck down. He'd try to yeah. jump like, roll all the you, time, and he'd be like... Someone is either dying or shitting on the other side of the mat. I still don't understand. I'll tell you, I'll say the same thing. If Derek is sitting on top of me, the amount that I want to yell while I'm trying to get him off me is so... I. It requires more effort for me to try not to yell. Yell, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yell! I know. You I'm saying you guys are <you're laughs> like, <you're laughs> like, get on a get hip. It I'm, I'm like, okay, do
2: this really <laughs> quiet <while> <laughs> to get
0: on a hip.
4: Check his shorts next time he does that. <laughs> this is.
3: This is I'm telling you, man. This is, this is where the aggression comes from. Brown, sunga. So you
1: just put in all that effort, you know. You just got to, rent
4: it out. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit different. I like to show no emotion on the mat. I want no emotion. Happy, sad, those are not techniques. In pain or not? No, don't show it. Yeah. No know, emotion. Yeah, let's I not I'm not talking about showing emotion. No, no. Yeah. I'm
0: talking about just... If I'm going to be really aggressive, yeah. I'm going to be really aggressive. I'm trying to not do that yeah. more. Be quiet.
1: The thing about I judo, I do not understand. I was crossing as hard as I could. Damn right, he's not grunting. You can't I'm a cold-blooded motherfucker, bro. We're cold-blooded. The thing about judo when judo guys. When I was doing judo and the judo guys would start doing that, <laughs> you mm, know, mm. I'd be like, "You're done now, buddy. You're about <laughs> fucking done." Like, no, that's what went on in my mind. For it would sure fine yeah.
0: for me. I mean, it's, that's that's reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's it's how. It's not haya. You know, it's not judo chop. Shit, yeah, you know? That's
1: how a lot of guys. Are I,
0: <laughs> leaving the yelling part. When
2: you are giving up yeah. what yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know, right.
3: you're but telling anger. Writing is too much feedback. Yeah, like you're giving them too much information about yeah. what's going on in the role.
0: Leaving the yelling part out. Yep. But exploding from underneath is, I would think, a good technique. I think jiu-jitsu you got to pick your
1: explosion time no. and it's good to yeah. explode well, well, at certain times
4: yeah. yeah i teach the kids class and i i tell them the same thing no emotion you beat somebody you're not happy you lose you're not sad right. there's no aggression there's no fear those are not techniques and those are not going to help you no get better either. right it's hard work right. there's there's like really basic things that carry over into life and if you're emotional and overly emotional, overly sensitive, over, like you're gonna have a hard time dealing with people that just aren't on the same wavelength as you. Man, and- so this eight-year-old kid comes in here and he's training hard. He's doing his best, and he loses. That's the thing. We had an in-house tournament last weekend. The, 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 the happiest thing that I saw was an eight, an eleven-year-old kid lost to an eight-year-old kid, and the eleven-year-old kid didn't cry wasn't like mm-hmm. running off the mat going to his mommy he just didn't win that moment awesome that's the best thing like i don't want these kids to think like oh i lost i'm a loser like yeah you're a loser because you lost like but you shouldn't really like cry about it, it doesn't mean you're a loser and everything no you, know you, know you what go no. home and what do you do you fix yeah. what you did wrong Learn. you come back and you get
1: better you're you better. only a loser yeah. if you quit yeah well yeah let me because yeah. You, you, you,
0: it's turn up you go to a tournament. So yeah. just Simple dude, math. Says, life is a tournament, no, I'm man. Saying, Listen, no, I'm agreeing, you're in high school. Friend. One person's going to yeah. win. Yo. That's exactly. You see, you we're, want, we're yeah. on the same. If you go to a tournament with 125 guys, yep. 124 lose. They're yep. all losers. Yeah.
4: So think it, of it this. Though, depends on the day, this is right? how I actually teach the mm-hmm. kids. You, you're in high school, right? You want to go to college. Yeah. Colleges have a, have a fixed amount of people that they can accept. Yeah. You get into the college. You want to work for Oracle. Or Microsoft. You're applying for the job. You're competing against everybody, right? Right. You're in the company. You want a promotion. You're competing against the people that are next to you. Like, it's always going to be competitive. How do you give yourself the best opportunity? You just do your best and you never give up. It's simple. If you don't succeed. You don't stop. Here's the thing, actually. You know, uh, Daniel Cormier, the heavyweight champ, or light heavyweight champ, he took the silver medal, I think, in the Olympics. And He is so proud. He's not sad that he didn't take the gold. He did his best and his best was silver. He's so proud of it, right? He didn't win the, I think he might have fought against, um, some guy that won three or four years in a row or three or four Olympics in a row. Like, that's how I would like the students in the gym to be. Like, you do your best. Your best might be gold medal at Pan Am's. Your best might be you get submitted in the first minute. Like, whatever.
3: As long as you did your best, then you're proud. And it's, I think that's so important now that because I don't know outside that door the world has gone to a really weird place where there is no winning or losing anymore and everybody gets a trophy and everybody gets a participation award and it's like you teach your kids that way and that's not what life is really about it's a it's a harsh awakening when when they're gonna be you know teenagers and young adults trying to make their way in the world not knowing how to fight for things and not knowing how to learn from their mistakes and not knowing how to really work after what they're going on and there's no way around that on the mat and that's what's awesome about getting kids on the mat because mm. I really feel like we're doing something important you can't for th- be fake because the world is so there's yep. something wrong going on outside these doors mm. and it's still right in here mm.
0: right but I mean I think the other thing is that you're going to end up bringing them in here as a group again so you're putting them into a group of people that are all going to win and lose together yep the same way as well you yep. you know so I think that that puts it. Is. So this kind of brings it around to the upcoming Pan Ams, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going? We got a list of We got a lot people. of people, man. It's a big right. list. I saw that. The, the I've, thing I've, that's is, that's what I'm asking.
4: Last yeah. year, when I was talking to Jay about doing this, I was like, Jay, let's go to Pan Ams let's do it right (laughs) and then i got hurt well and i couldn't compete you really should
0: listen to the podcast but it's (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) i was
4: so pissed that i couldn't go out there with everybody that my knee fucking blew out and uh this time i'm gonna do my best to stay healthy and we have a team i don't know about 12 guys and then i'd uh like to compete this year for sure (laughs) Are you going to compete? Yeah. I can exciting, stay healthy, man. I'm healthy today. If I That's can do exciting, this for man. seven more weeks, I feel good. Yep. I've done black belt tournament. I did the Boston mm-hmm. Open like two years ago. This will be my first Pan Am as a black belt. So, What yep. division are you in? I think I'm Master One. Ooh. Lightweight. Lightweight. That's going to be yeah. awesome. There's some tough dudes in yeah. my division. It'll
0: be awesome. Yeah.
4: Oh, man. Super tough.
0: It's funny. It's an opportunity. I'm going to say just this has nothing to do with uh, jiu at all. Just coming from the outside world, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if any of, any, anybody who is not well known around the country goes to the Pans, goes to Worlds, goes to one of these things and dominates in 2016, instant name recognition. I'm not Only I'm saying that you want level. that or not. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking about being right. on Good Morning America. I'm just saying that the the way things work is that is where success wise in for example the entertainment industry you know and for it's bringing a new ip into the workplace i mean to the uh, marketplace i'm not talking about you guys wanting that and that has something to do with the conversation but it's it's this weird opportunity where that just wasn't really the case before i mean you can get written up one of our guys got written up in Jiu Jitsu times i don't know that people have any idea how many people know about what's going on. I mean, that reaches hundreds of thousands of people on a regular basis, if not millions, and even worldwide. And so, I'm not saying that. It's just, I feel like those kind of things are these really cool opportunities for people who are interested in it. You if know. you were to go and do well, man, yeah. it's just a, it's sort of a bonus, you know. Thanks for oh, the pressure, by the way. <laughs> listen, listen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I am fully I was aware of what I'm saying. Like, hey, hey, listen, have I, fun, man, we have a have podcast to sell here, right? <laughs> here, people, you hear what's happening here? here see how I'm setting that I, up shit? I, see that I, shit I'm setting up? I
4: here. Are we doing a podcast after pans? I believe we are. Definitely. <laughs> here, here's how I think about it. If you're not, if you don't want to win, you shouldn't go. Not there. If you're not looking to win, don't even bother showing Listen up. Listen to that. We're going to win. I'm going to no bring question, the best man. that I have, and I'm going to do my best to win. But you if you I don't see Amanda's win, face. She's like, but yeah. But if boy, I you. don't win, the only thing that I care about is did I lay it all on the oh, mat? Of course, yeah. If I did, yeah. I'm proud. Yeah. If I quit, then I have to deal with myself at home. My favorite poem, I'm not a big dude into poems. Oh, come on. It's the man in the glass. You should look up that poem. Okay. You're, you have to so deal with yourself. you got to look
1: down and then...
4: You look in the mirror, right? And you
1: answer to yourself. If you quit on
4: yourself, you should be really disappointed. If you cheated or you took shortcuts or anything like that, like you have to answer yourself at the end of the day. So if I don't put it out on the mat and it's, it's going to be exposed because I'm going to put myself in the environment to potentially quit. Yeah. Like the guy that's going to be going against for me, I'm going to put him in the same position. Yeah, you are. And that's the goal is who quits and I don't want it to be me. So if I'm not looking to win, I'm not going to go. But it doesn't really matter. And if I do win, nothing's gonna change. I'm not gonna get a phone call from Obama, be like, great job at the pain ends, you know (laughs) what I mean? If that's what you're looking
0: for, you're probably right. That's I don't even happen. care, dude. Honestly, if I win the
4: event, I'm not, I am i not don't want anything. I don't want to give you a hug. I'll get a hug. I don't want like a gee sponsorship or to be put in a magazine. I don't care about that stuff. I'm not doing it for the glory. It's for, you. It's for me. I bring it home. And the medal is just a piece of metal. I don't even care where it ends up. I'm putting it up there with everyone else's. I don't care where that came from or what that was. It represents just performance. It represents someone putting it on the line. Yep. And nobody knows whose each is. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. Whatever those medals are,
3: you did your best, and that's all that matters. You know, they, I, I'll never forget the conversation uh, when I walked into the Fort CrossFit in Hampstead and I talked to the owner, Kyle, uh, beast, beast of a human being. Get him into jiu jitsu. Um, he's, cu- he's come a couple times, yeah. yeah and he um he was like, he said something to me that made me what like made me think for a second like why someone would even ask this question like are you going out to like compete for the experience or are you going out there to win and i was like i don't know how to answer that bro like i only know one way to do this mm. like mm. i'm not going out there to lose like right. it, come hell or high water everything i have in me is gonna you know i'm going to win I'm not oh, yeah. going to lay down. I'm not going to say, "Oh, you know, I, I." It was a good time, like as much of a good time as we have, and this trip's going to be awesome because, you know, again, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a bunch, a bunch do of us have, in the hot do tub. you think you
0: have pressure on the mat? Now no. you got to pressure that delivers something it's interesting. Out. Oh no, it's, it, that takes care of itself. It does <laughs> We're going to
3: have a good time, but there's no question that that. What do? And I joke around a lot, and and people think like you know. I am I'm, I'm pretty lighthearted and I am but when it comes to that there's nothing more important to me than showing up and 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 setting my mind straight that I'm I'm here to win. I'm oh, not okay. here for and, the experience, yeah. I'm here to win and that's when I'm going to test myself and I'm the same way. Like if I lose and I put it all on the mat, yeah, I'm going to be mad that I didn't win and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to you know hate the things that I didn't do right and know that I got to go fix them. But my intention is to fucking put every ounce of my soul into that match to make sure that my hand is raised in the end. And there's no other way to look at it. That See, I don't that, think anybody doubts that, man. I don't think anybody doubts that, That's too.
4: leading by example, too. Because you can't <clears throat> force other people to do it, but you can show them what it takes. So that's another reason why I think it's important for us to do this. Is our schools are pretty young. How old are you, guys? six years old? Not even. Five? five? Coming right, up on so six. So young, seven. dude. So young. Yep. Like, showing them... What you put yourself through, that's how you lead. Lead by example. So in the actions, maybe the thing is is we don't even know how much we inspire other people on the mat just because this is just the way that we do it. What we did today, everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. The youngest person on the mat was 16 today. You know that she saw something that's going to inspire her or show her what hard work is or whatever. Like that's just part of that's like a side effect right like a yeah. side effect or a consequence to jujitsu is you get into better shape right which could be your reason to start but
1: it's just like a bonus there so you know. whole thing inspired me today man i'm inspired so? oh dude this was great it was really? a great day great yeah. day How let's do it, it again man yeah How could we, <laughs> let's do <laughs> it again Saturday. come down seriously <laughs> yeah. let's do it all again man I want podcast. You
4: hard rolls. I yeah. do a
2: couple more rolls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, for sure. Okay, so maybe not the tournament? The, no, tournament, the tournament was cool. Was good, yeah. But
2: do a few more.
4: Yes, you know? or
1: just some rolls afterwards or something. Yeah. The tournament thing was cool cuz it was intense. Like the okay. intensity was higher than a normal.
3: I felt like uh, well, we could we can stick around and roll after. This. Yeah. 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 I think it's important like the brackets were important to me like that was a really a really great. I've never done. We've never done competition training like that. Neither have I. And yeah, never honestly. in my life. Could
0: you, could you explain what you did? Since we you're ran talking a four man
4: it? four man double elimination tournament, I found similar weight classes and experience <clears throat> levels and put four guys in a bracket. Double elimination yeah. two is one. So everybody minute. got two, two, two at little. least two. Yeah. Right?
5: After yeah. an hour of positional wrestling. Yeah. 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 After
4: an hour. Of Drilling each right. position, top and bottom. So right. it was good,
1: man. It was good. Like even the ref being a referee mm, mm, for me, was, I've never refed a match before. That was yeah. helpful to me. Yeah, well, I haven't a lot rules. Ways.
0: I to drug joy J nuts. We did a couple of uh, competitions things last year, and I'm like halfway through going. Did I just get any points? I just want to know what's going on, right? He's like, shut up there. and go, <laughs> right? No, but I don't even know. Like, why, why would I do this if I didn't
3: know I got points? The points are hard. The thing, the the outlook we take is like for people that don't know the competition game like I'm like I will tell you the points in the time. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no. I will be communicating that to you. Yes. Don't worry about it. So the sure.
0: bottom line is it's got to be good to have the and going here cuz you know I'm trying not to step out cuz I thought I almost, you know, point to step at all like, again. Yeah. That's that's good. But it really simulated the environment I feel. Wow. I thought so yeah. for
1: sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, good.
3: Yeah. Let's do that again. Yeah. I
4: thought so good. for
1: sure. Yeah.
3: We no, didn't get
4: weren't. to certain positions. We didn't do back you know, right? We didn't do turtle. Oh, it was great. We can do we can do that next
1: week. It was good. No more turtle. We yeah. got to get away from the turtle, man. <laughs> the turtle. away from the turtle. <laughs> Kill the turtle. Listen, man, on that, let's definitely end it. Okay. Right. Um, let's do it again though for sure. Yeah. Um, next Saturday. So, sponsors, once again, next Saturday we'll come down, hopefully, yeah, but let's uh let's we should go down to Philadelphia and see our friend Jared. Yeah, talk nice. with him. Let's go after opinions. All right. Yeah. All right. Ready. We'll yeah. set it up. Yep. So it uh, was an awesome time, man. Thanks for having us down. I really yep, appreciate it. It was fun. Um Next Once time again, you and I, are gonna go. I, I know. I feel like yeah, we uh, almost worked it out. We should have. It, it should have been a- the consolation match at the end. <laughs>
4: you got to win, though.
1: I know. I, t- I tried, man. I really tried. I had a. Pretty weak division, too. Yeah, there's no black belts in there. I thought I was going to take that division, man. I really did. Two
4: black belts and a purple belt. Yeah,
1: yeah. They are all littler than me, too. Right. Uh, <laughs> Tortuga Soap Company. We you
0: really weren't littler than you, did you guys, all. First. You guys should be
1: buying Tortuga Soap. We get a ton of different varieties. Buy some tortugasoap.com. Crash kimonos. I wore a crash kimono today. It didn't help me, but it will help you. I guarantee you. It helped you look good. It helped me look real good while I was getting crushed.
3: Did anybody choke you with it?
0: Oh,
1: uh, yeah, I think he it did. I was up. like trying I to think. Think. I was say, like, say some going bullshit up. about the new choke resistance. <laughs> <color.
3: laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. That's <laughs> um, yeah,
1: we're, gonna it's to, we're gonna have to go back into the uh, <laughs> <laughs> lab for that one. And uh, so it's only choke
0: resistant on certain <laughs> people. It's only choke resistant on certain people.
1: Let's just move beyond that topic. And Port City Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, our home. And uh, you guys, if you're ever in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, anybody, you should come up and train with us. If you guys have an academy and you want us to come down and you want to kick my ass, send us a message. We'll come down, we'll talk, and and we'll train,
0: and it'll be great. Right, so you can get in touch with us at greatnortheastbjj.com. If you're interested in being sponsored, (laughs) quit that shit.
5: It's just caressing the back here. It's, it's awesome. So yeah, different. great. Trying to give you some
0: uh, if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast or us coming to your place and dojo storming, talking about all these really interesting, provocative topics like we always do, get in touch with us at GreatNortheastBJJ.com. I have some good information for um, everybody who's listening. We have some uh, new sponsors coming on next time, so uh, we'll see how that goes. I need to work that out a little bit, but. Uh, Really, really thankful to everybody who has gotten in touch, who has liked us on Facebook at GreatNorthEastBJJ.com. The number of RSS subscribers on iTunes has shot through the roof. Uh, I had no idea this was going to happen. Whatever that um, means. It's, yeah. it's exciting. <laughs> but
1: we're psyched about it. A- yeah, a- we are.
0: I'm sorry. To it, it means the number of people that are now going to be following us every time a new, uh, uh, podcast comes up, it automatically shows up on their iTunes or their podcast addicts or, uh, Podbean or whatever they're following podcasts with. So, uh, we could be. Each uh,
1: one we're going to get better.
0: On, on behalf of the other two guys here, we're uh, we're absolutely blown away with the response. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, put it away, George. Thank you guys for having us down. It was great, man. Was, I, I really awesome. enjoyed Thanks you guys whooping my ass.
1: Yeah, thank
2: you. I'm going to keep it up.